Coming to you from high atop the Tech Move studios in the San Francisco Bay Area, you're listening to Tech Move. This is episode 13. In today's show, we cover all things Apple. We'll talk about the new iOS 7. We'll touch on Keith's experience with the new iPhone 5S from ordering, delivery, and simple testing. I talk about my experience with Mountain Lion, and we'll have an interesting discussion about the highly anticipated Apple special event that happened in October 2013 and all the exciting announcements that took place there. Join me, Rod Louie, and my partner, Keith Moreau, on another thrilling ride we call Tech Move. Let's go! Well, again, welcome to everyone to another episode of Tech Move. Keith, how are you today? I'm good, Ronnie. Thanks for asking. How good. are you? Oh, I'm doing just fine. It's it's warm here in the uh, Bay Area uh, yeah, today. Yeah, we're having our little, uh, what's called the Indian Summer. Which yes. Is, well, at least in San Francisco. You're, you're in a kind of warmer area than I am, but I'm closer to San Francisco than you. And San Francisco is like winter. <laughs> yeah, like the, the definition of most people's winter. <laughs> right. But... After summer, there's the fall, That's like right. the early fall, and right. uh, it's actually our the warmest time and nicest time of year for us. Yeah, it's quite it's quite lovely. It's a little hard for uh, photography, though. I've noticed it's a little it's a little overly bright, and um, <laughs> and uh, so I have to use a lot of filtering when I when I'm out there. So a lot of neutral density. You're stacking. Thank your you, ND filters. I am. I am doing a lot of that. Thank you. But but <laughs> but my bokeh really feels great. So anyway. <laughs> Uh, hey, you know, there's a lot of things, uh, uh, going on in the, uh, tech move world lately. And, uh, I think we should talk a little bit about, uh, Max and, uh, well, Apple, should we say, and, uh, specifically the launch of the new iPhone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I know, I know you were probably one of the first ones in line to get your uh, iPhone 5S slash 5C. Which one did you end up getting? Well, if I got a 5C, I would pretty much just be getting a plastic version of the phone I have now, <laughs> which is the 5. So no, I didn't get the 5C. Because I, I have a bunch of rubberized cases that would make it look like the C. <laughs> <laughs> so rather than Apple do it, you want to do it yourself. Yeah. yeah, and then I can choose to put on the $5 silicone case that, that Fan- works for me. Fantastic, fantastic. I just like doubling up on the bubble wrap. <laughs> That's all I do. Actually, do you, maybe, maybe you're one of those people that doesn't remove that protective film that yeah. they come with. You know, it is funny that you mentioned that. I didn't do that for uh, this iPod Touch that I had <laughs> bought a while ago because I didn't know what kind of case to buy, so I kept the plastic thing on it. For the for like easily like two weeks until and, and until you know and somehow I don't know how they do it now now this is a science project here but you know that the the plastic film how does it stay on there repeatedly like that it's I, I think I think Doctor Hawkins should uh, examine that rather than uh, the universe because I I find that to be amazing that you could reuse 
that little plastic film over and over and over again. Yeah, I think it has something to do with dark matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's 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 a it's a skunk works project. That's right. Being run by the uh black ops. I mean, forget the about these diseases. I want to know how that plastic <laughs> stays on there. That's what I'm interested in. All right. <laughs> and, anyway, so what you what, you got yourself a 5 uh 5S there? I got the 5S. I actually ordered it just online and and I was not first in line because if i was first in line i'd have it by now yes no i actually honestly i I, the whole launch kind of passed me by it was for the first time i i really was not that much into the launch you know i I didn't even know how how much better it was than the five until i i just went online and actually i heard a couple podcasts on it about it and um and they weren't tech move and they weren't tech move (laughs) What? No, but after we record this and produce it, I'll listen back to this for sure. <laughs> and let's listen to Rodney and Keith's review of the iPhone S, and then, hey, maybe you'll go buy one. <laughs> yes, it'll be like a loop. It'll go back to the dark energy, dark matter now, part of our Now, that's what Hawking should be uh, <laughs> investigating there, right there. Uh, that's a good project. But, uh, I don't know, I feel like somehow deja vu. Do you feel deja vu? Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know if you ever listened to Mac Brig Weekly. And, uh, actually, uh, I have. I have heard yeah, that one. Yes. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's uh, well, it it's funny because they hardly ever talk about Macs anymore. They talk mostly <laughs> about I, iOS and stuff. But right. uh, and a lot of people get down on them for never talking about Macs, even though it's called Mac Break Weekly. But uh, they do have a lot of good information and they have a lot of good ex- expert guests on. And... Uh, and they talked a bit about uh, iOS 7 and the new iPhone and and just the advantages. And they started talking about it because I really didn't know what was good or bad about it. But there were a couple things that, that kind of intrigued me about it. About um, the new uh, 5S? Yeah, the new 5S. Yes. Okay, so I think it has a faster processor yes. than, than the previous one. Yes. Actually, you, you may even know more than this than I do. I doubt it. It's an A7 chip. I think the previous one was an A6 chip. And it has 64-bit architecture, which means that it can theoretically access more memory and process stuff faster than 32-bit architecture. Yeah. And uh, probably twice as fast, since it's twice 32. And then it's got the the M7 motion code processor, which I guess is kind of their graphics chip, but I'm not positive about that. Um. But other than that, I think it's exact, almost exactly the same size and weight. So that part hasn't changed. So that's that's actually kind of cool because that means you can use all your same iPhone five accessories. Right. So that yeah. part's good. I, yeah. I I I I think that the big deal that they were really promoting was just the the, the chips that are within it. Like you said, the A seven, the M seven, uh, and uh, you know, I I think that was the real big advancement that they really had going there. I guess so. And I'm not sure if that's going to reflect itself in the speed. I, I did watch a YouTube video where somebody kind of unscientifically just tried the same thing on a 5 next to a 5S. And it seemed like things like browsing the web and others just opening launching apps, things like it, things happen a little bit faster, but it wasn't like dramatic. It wasn't like mm. twice as fast. It was maybe 10% faster. Oh, I, so, I think one thing that was a, a big f- uh, feature too was maybe battery life. Oh, okay. Well, that'll be great because, uh, I don't know, sometimes it seems like I, I run out of batteries pretty quickly. 
yeah. on the five. Are, are, are you one to charge nightly or, uh, or do you just sometimes forget and you find yourself having to charge in the car or so on and so forth? Oh, I'm pretty much charging continually if I can. Right. I just, I have a, I charge overnight for sure. Right. Uh, and then I have a charger in my car. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm always, but if I'm going out, sometimes I'm out, you know, shooting and it's like an all day thing. And sometimes, sometimes I'll run out by the end of the day. Yeah. But I'm not careful. And right. sometimes I bring a little, um, a little battery pack for it. Yeah. And if I start getting low, I plug that battery pack in. It's like basically a USB port that has, that spits out USB power. And then I plug the lightning cable into that. That's good. Yeah. So that actually helps. But, uh, the, so the speed and the processor thing actually wasn't really the selling point for me. Um, but what I was really intrigued me was the touch fingerprint reader. Oh yes. The, uh, yes. Uh, uh-huh, the, 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 uh, security feature that they are, uh, that they have now. Right. And I'm hoping that it actually works well and isn't just this gimmick that is bad. Um, and it actually adds some security, but, but cause I really don't, if I'm in a secure situation, you know, like at home and stuff, I actually don't lock my phone. I mean, I have it, so I just swipe it and it opens. Right. Because I really just don't want to take the time of typing, you know, four characters at least, and then right. hitting. And and it would be really great to just be able to push that pad and have the security of the fingerprint, like nobody else could do it, right. get into my phone, right. but just as quickly as swiping it. Yes. So that part I like a lot. I, I frankly wonder how it will work. Like, um, you know how certain families like to, you know, share their phones, you know, you give the phone to your, to the kids or your yeah. wife or whatever it is. Yeah. But unless, uh, you sever my finger, uh, well, that's, I mean, I think that's part of it. Yeah. That's in the, uh, EULA actually the Apple EULA. <laughs> if you read the fine print, right? <laughs> if you want to, if you want to anybody else to use your phone, you have to, either remove their fingerprints right, <laughs> or remove your fingerprints. That's right. Exactly. And give them to them. Uh, so it's, it's, it's quite an, quite a uh, harsh EULA. This, he, he, this here, time. Here's another uh, question <laughs> that I just thought of. Uh, will it just be the thumb? What if I want to use my pinky to, to identify myself to the phone? Will that these work? Are the, these are the mysteries of life. I'm An- go- another thing, another thing for Stephen Hawking to investigate. Hello, Timmy, Timmy <laughs> Cook. Are you available right now? I got us a couple questions. Now, here's a big question I have for you also. Uh, another big one. Uh, capacity. You know, they're, right. they're offering the 1632, 64 gig versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, also your choices of color. Which mm-hmm. one did you get? Well, I went with the traditional black. No, oh, very nice. I think they actually call it space gray. Yeah, space gray. Actually, that was kind of confusing to me because I I went to the Apple site and started ordering it. I looked at the black one and I didn't I didn't read the description of the color. Right. And I just clicked on it and then when I was kind of towards the end of the order it said space gray. I said I didn't order gray. <laughs> I ordered black. <laughs> what's the deal is there a gray version right so then i had to like go back 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 you know and, and then it was like the only black one they have right they call it space gray right 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 and i don't know why they call it gray well i i, I think because it's mostly where the apple logo is on the back of the phone because that's because the, they they call the gold the gold color one uh gold because of uh, the, the very back where you can actually emboss like your name if you really wanted to oh, okay. on, on the back there, because I mean, the faces are, are still either black or white. 
but it's got it. But it's the but it's the back cover that is the actual color. So got in it. other words, when you put on your very fine uh uh rubbery plastic <laughs> cover, you will be covering up the goodness of the space gray. And so, it basically it, it you could call it anything. Right. You could say it it's matter. hot pink and they would not know the difference because they can't see it through your beautiful cellophane case. case. <laughs> cellophane. <laughs> so on my current iPhone, the edge is black. Mm-hmm. And I guess the edge is going to be kind of a grayish color. So it's going to have a little different edge color. Nice. Well, that's nice. And, and what size did you buy? Well, the largest, of course. Of course, 64 gig. Smart 64 move. gigabytes, and I, I, I'm continually having to dump stuff off to get more room on it. <laughs> really? No, I, I, I believe you. I believe it's just you. All the movies and all the I do a lot. Take a lot of photos and movies with, it. and that's that. That brings me to the next uh, feature that I that I heard that the camera is really really good. Like, and this camera is good, and the five, right? And so the five S supposedly is even better, right? Uh, I, I think I think you'll be able to take uh, photos in burst mode. Really? I, I I think so. I think it's supposed to be like really really good in burst mode. You mean like like uh like a, like multiple frames at once? Yeah, correct. Or or in, exactly. in, a, in a line? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. What's the frames per second? On I don't know. I I I want to say and this might be completely inaccurate, so I don't know. But I thought I heard somewhere like nine. I'm just seeing what the burst mode. Take up to ten shots per second. Whoa! Look at that. So you don't miss a moment. Wow! And then I wonder how long it takes to rebuffer, so you can take the next ten shots. Uh, you will be the tester of that. Okay. Well, when I get it, we'll come back with another report. What else? Do I, I just found a good page that has a bunch of stuff on it. I, um, it's got slow mo video. Slow mo video. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got slow mo video. Uh, features. Oh, it, it, you have to reduce the frame of uh, the resolution, but it's 720p video at high frame rate of 120 frames per second. Wow, wow that's pretty that's good. Like, that's like GoPro slow mo. There's going to be a lot of slow mo videos on YouTube after oh my this. Gosh, is it's going to be disgusting, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, even more than now. I know. And it's got improved low light performance with True Tone Flash. You're right. Low improved low light performance with true tone flash. Yeah. I, I might be looking at the same. Are, are, are you looking at the phonehacks.com? iPhonehacks.com. iPhone hacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm on okay. that too. Even though I think that flash, that true tone flash, doesn't look particularly very good, <laughs> actually. I, I don't know. I, I don't think it looks that great. Yeah. Well, that particular picture is not that great. Yeah. But, uh, but I think it. It's that's kind of cool because it's kind of like you know how they have those bicolor LED lights now, which I have. I have one of those okay. actually, um, where it has two sets of LEDs. One one set is the daylight color, and the other set kind of interdispersed is the uh, tungsten color. Oh, okay. And you can you can use this knob and kind of pan in between the two colors or any mixture in between. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So so the the warmest you might have is probably tungsten. That would be like indoor lighting and right. incandescent lighting, which I use a lot. On, yeah, on my own. And then LED a lot of light. a lot of compact flashes now, and even LEDs are are tuned to that because it's mm. more pleasing inside. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the really bright sunlight is a little weird inside. 
right. sometimes. So so that would work indoors even if you have uh, low low power consumption lighting, and then uh, outside if you want to match like do a fill for like sunlight, then you could use the the fifty six hundred K LED. So I guess they borrowed that, and that's a, that's pretty cool. It's yeah. probably one of the first phones that has that feature. Yeah. So see, I didn't even really know that much about that. That's good. Well, I'm glad you bought it without much research. Very good. Well, it was just the new phone, so. Right. And I had a couple things that I probably wanted. And I have a whole bunch of phones on my account, so I just kind of rotate them and do the cross grades. Oh, okay. So normally you have to wait two years, right, to, right. to get that special discount. Correct. But since I'm cross grading with all these different phones and rotating them, I, I usually I'm able to get them every year. Oh, Okay, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, so. and and the old phones are certainly useful in their own right. You know, uh, maybe not as phones, but using them on Wi-Fi and stuff like that can be very handy. Yeah, there's um there's a company that buys, it kind of specializes in buying old iPhones. Mm-hmm. I mean, they buy a lot of old stuff, but they buy, they give a good deal for old iPhones. I'm just going to see what mine's, this is usually like an ad on Mac Break Weekly because they're a sponsor, but it's called Gazelle. Okay. So I'm just going to see what they would give me for the iPhone 5, my current configuration. I'm going to give a 64 gigabyte. Uh, it's Wow, I could get 280. Uh, and I think it's actually almost flawless. But even the good, I, I could get 280 for my current iPhone. And for flawless, I'd get 290. That's not bad. That's Maybe I should good. sell it. Yeah, because I only paid I think three ninety nine for mine uh-huh. for my five S. Well, and that and that yeah, that that's that's the regular price, right? Is three ninety nine for the five S? That's the if you have if you get it with the plan. Oh, if with you're the plan. if you're okay. avail- if you don't, it's like six hundred bucks or something. Like nine million dollars. It's a lot. It's yeah. at least two hundred dollars more. Yeah. So, uh, but that's not bad. Maybe I should go ahead and get that. What do you think? Or do you think I should just keep my old iPhone as a backup? I think the iPhone is is a great backup for things, and and since it can run on Wi-Fi so beautifully, that I think that they're very useful. I think they can be okay. very useful tools. So I should just. I think you should just, keep it and get rid of the keep- maybe some of those other old ones that you have lying around. Since you, so that does that mean you've got a four and a four S lying around somewhere? I've got the original iPhone. <laughs> nice. That that can actually go into the museum, but the rest can yeah. probably get sold. I've actually got two original iPhones, the eight gigabyte models. Nice. And yeah. And wow, that, those must have been very expensive at the time. Well, they're you know, they've always been about the same price. Yeah. Um one I actually dropped in a glass of water. Very good. Yeah. It fits right into these it's just like I have these iPhone sized glass of glasses <laughs> and I dropped <laughs> Perfect. I, I was just like picking up my phone and somehow when I was my hand was passing over the glass of water I dropped it right into the glass of water completely submerged <laughs> and, and it probably swished it it didn't even hit the sides of the glass right it just went right no, in right in the middle it was swish it was yeah, like nice. a three point swish nice and uh, yeah and uh, of course I just did it you know, work immediately did immediately it retrieved it. It kind of halfway worked. It, it it was funny because like the lower half of the screen or the upper half was responsive, but the lower half wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. And so I did this trick where you you know you dry it out by putting it in water or in a in rice. Yes. You know to 
to, to desiccate it and right. put it in the oven for a while to kind of evaporate it out. Right. Left it alone for a while with the power off. Right. And it still had that problem. <laughs> still had that. So then I, so then I, okay, well, I'm going to just bring it into the Apple store and just say, my phone broke and <laughs> see what they do. Right. And I brought it in and, and the guy looked at it and he said, okay. And, and Price it he says, Hey, you dropped it in water. <laughs> he says, what is toilet like, water? Did, did this get damp? And I said, well, I guess it might've been the shower <laughs> once or in the bathroom once or twice during a shower. He said, well, unfortunately there's this little sensor in there that, or a little something when it gets wet, it gets, turns color and they poke this flashlight down the headphone jack. Oh, and that's, and that's how they can tell they've got like a special tool just for the water detection. They know what they're doing. <laughs> oh my god! And so he kind of came back and said, sorry, we just can't. I said, well, okay. So what if I just want to buy another one? know and pay the full price he says you can't do it i said what i said i can't even buy a new one he says no you can't you have to you, you we can't replace or any kind of phone even if you pay for it really another phone yeah it was so weird it was like the weirdest thing the only thing i w- was able to do was to go on ebay and buy one for like 700 dollars. you're kidding really it was so weird it was so weird and i just like i don't want to spend 700 dollars for this phone that you know, as you know, like a, even a used one or whatever. Right. And I went to two different stores and had the same thing happen. And so then uh, I called Apple directly and I said, so here's my situation. I have this phone that has water damage on it. Is there, and, but I explained the story is I can't get another phone unless I spend more than full price from somebody other than Apple. I can't right. even get it from Apple. Right. And like I said, yeah, I know it's really weird, but there's this policy about that. It was especially with water damage. So, but he, this person kind of persisted and he found my phone was so early right. that it was actually within a set of serial numbers that was part of a recall. Oh. Yeah. So mm. he actually said, you're in luck. Your serial number range is in this recall range. So wow. we're just going to give you a new phone. Wow. <laughs> wow. So that is a lucky there. break. <laughs> I did. That's a lucky and break. I, yeah. And I still have that phone. Oh, so, we'll see. So, so that's one to save then. That that's is one to save. Yeah, that was my one. lucky phone. Yeah, that's that's one to save. Yeah, but anyway, and then I've got the three, the three S, the four, four S. So yeah, do you use them as playing cards right now? You have so many of them. <laughs> I mean, it's just. <laughs> well, believe it or not, I do have. I have right now. I'm continually using the four. But guess what? I'm using it for. Uh, I don't know. What are you using it for? I'm using it while swimming. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I There's this really great waterproof case. So I used to use a uh, waterproof um, iPod, the regular yes. iPod um, Nano. Yes. And they stopped making, and I used to swim with it because I swim a lot. And But it, I find swimming extremely boring. So... The only time I can put up with swimming is if I'm listening to something, sure, you know, like podcasts or, or stories or something, especially tech move and, podcasts. Like get yeah, that, over get and that over. Straight. Actually, get that that's straight. how I cue. Yeah, that's right. how I QA the tech move podcast. <laughs> 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 right. But um, anyway, so they stopped making making this waterproof case, and I was like, "What am I going to do?" This this company called Lifeproof, which is actually is a, they're a pretty cool company. They make this really nice case. It's actually pretty small, um, but it's waterproof. Okay. And it has a completely touch-sensitive membrane over the front, and it's just like it looks a lot just like a regular iPhone case, but it's just got a seal 
a gasket around the whole thing and a waterproof headphone thing. And, and so I actually use that now for swimming. And that works pretty well. It actually works great. Although one time through my own fault, I, I dropped the, the whole, the phone and the case oh. and I didn't, I didn't inspect it or anything. Oh, okay. And it, I think it made a little bit of a, a, a break in the seal. Yes. Like it didn't break the case that I could visibly see, but I think it just kind of dislodged the seal. And then I used it in the, in the water after that. And, uh, it, it ruined the phone. Oh, okay. it kind of started to leak. It started like acting really weird, like fast forwarding and uh-huh. doing stuff under the water. It's like, what's wrong with this? And then I kind of started to like steam, started seeing steam kind of condensing on the inside. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> and then, I went, and then I went shoot and I just immediately took the case apart and it got out of the water and, and kind of tried to dry it out with my normal way of doing it. Right. And, uh, it didn't, it didn't really resurrect it. It was still really flaky. So then I brought it into the Apple store, and this is years later after that first time. And they were saying, "Yeah, it's water damaged, but we can replace it with a refurbished model for like 170 bucks." Right. So I did. I replaced it um, with another four, I think. And now that's the one I'm currently using is the replaced model. So are you use so are you using the iPhone four solely as a MP3 player? Pretty much, yeah. I use it for an MP3 player, and then occasionally, if I want to, you know, like take a photo underwater or of myself in the spa, I'll do that too. Mm. <laughs> that, 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 and that's something we'd all like to share on our uh, website, techmovepodcast.com. Oh, but I could um, probably do that. That that will be for subscription only. <laughs> People have to pay the big bucks for that's that. That's right, exactly. <laughs> That that'll be uh, like I said, subscribe gold VIP membership only. <laughs> Thank you. Who knew that this whole podcast would be centered around uh, iPhones and water yeah. and submerged iPhones? Who knew? Who knew? I didn't know when we started. <laughs> that's how we roll. We never know what to do, but we it, it somehow gets there. So that, that that's great. Well, you know, see, that's that's better than me though, because as you know, Keith. I have been resistant on a smartphone. And so uh so I have actually gotten my first one which is the 4S. That's my Ooh. very first iPhone ever. Mm-hmm. And uh and I have to say I enjoy it quite a bit and it's certainly good enough for me right now. It's actually a fine phone. It's I, it's I really will, good. I will tell you this. Here here's my a little bit of my reasoning and we can kind of talk about this and also here. Uh, I just don't want a new connector. I don't want a new connector dock. <laughs> I mean, everything that I have is based upon, you know, the big, was it 16 pin or whatever you want to call it? The old connector. Yeah. The nice wide one. Now yeah. with the, now with the five, you got to get these adapters and I don't know how it's going to fit on my dock. La, 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 this and that. Uh, it's just a pain, you know, it's just a way it to, uh, uh, to, to get more, uh, you know, uh, more of my hard-earned dough. I, and I agree with you that it is a big pain it's if you have old devices that have the old connector. Yeah. And and that's just what Apple does. They just kind of say, sorry, well, we what's we have now is way better, and you're just going to have to bite the bullet and just sorry. Right. And that's kind of their philosophy. Right. That's how they do stuff. And yeah. And I and I agree with you that... But I guess that it's good that they at least allow you to have that option of still getting that stuff with the old connector. Well, I mean, that's kind of like yes and no. The reason why I got it was because there was a terrific deal because they're trying to close them out. Oh, okay. So, like, you know, I got the 4S for like what was what, 
uh, I got a 16 gigger um, because that's all they had left for like, I want to say like $50, which, okay. uh, which as you know, is, is, you know, uh, Apple doesn't sell anything for $50. So, uh, so that was, a uh, so that was a pretty good deal. Plus the plan they were uh, putting me on was, was a pretty good one. Uh, but you know, it's because they're trying to get rid of all these four S's and move everyone into the fives. Right. So, you know, so, and, and anyway, you know, like I said, you know, I, I just didn't want to, to redo my whole setup just for a new connector. Yep. This works. No, I, it works great. Yeah. It works great. And then eventually when your all your older stuff breaks and dies <laughs> and iPhone nine, nine, iOS nine comes out right. and makes everything not work except for the very newest models <laughs> then you might have to get the the lightning connector <laughs> and i know that i know that's exactly what's going to happen because i do have a story about that which which we will go into very shortly here okay uh but uh that's that's exciting you're 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 going to get your um when are you expecting to receive your uh your 5s well it's at october so oh so any I second guess. now it could be it could be now it could be tomorrow it could be october 31st i have a feeling it's going to be more towards october 31st that's kind of weird though i mean like don't you think they have like tons of them ready to just ship out right now you know i think they they produce enough for that first immediate wave with all the really the the really fanatics that want to right. get the first and then i don't think they i think they're they're really sticking to that kind of don't overstock your stuff mm, interesting uh, they've always they've always done that they've always run out uh, on their first runs, yeah, it doesn't seem to really hurt them. You know, it doesn't seem to hurt their sales. There's just it makes more desire, right? So, right. And uh, and may I ask, did you purchase through your carrier or through Apple? Uh, in this case, I actually purchased it through uh, Apple. Um, I, I called my carrier first, which is AT and T, and uh, asked them. So, am I eligible for the lower priced deal? And they looked at my number and. I was, and I was actually kind of surprised because I've gotten a lot of uh, fives on this plan that I'm on, but I guess I had rotated one from a different number, and so this one was available, and yeah, and they said, yeah, and I, and they said, but we can't sell it to you right now. We don't even even have it in our system. Huh. So you can either go to a store and order it there, or you can go to Apple. So I just went to Apple, and Apple makes it really easy to buy stuff. Yeah. You just put your phone number in, and they say, yeah, you're eligible, and and then the ordering process is pretty quick. So, uh, so I just did it that way, you know, and they ship, they have free shipping and I think their shipping's pretty fast. That's like good. Once they actually ship it, it's only like a day or two before it gets to you. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I've, I think I've gotten, uh, the only time that I, I've gone to the AT&T store is when I had to do something really weird, like a cross grade with two different phones or three phones at once and some weird things that I couldn't actually do through the Apple. Right. online store right yeah no that's good so, that's good yeah. well yeah you know and and that leads us to uh also the uh newer apple development which is ios 7 right which you will be uh experiencing with the new uh 5s very shortly yeah and that's the thing i've i personally have been kind of holding off on on downloading even though apple's reminding me every second now that there's a new <laughs> yes new os that, for my that little stuff. red one is just driving all of us insane isn't it 
It is. And then Apple will periodically, your iOS device, like iOS 6 device, will periodically say, you know, there's a new version. Right. <laughs> hey, idiot, you can download <laughs> it now. Yeah. yeah, that's what they're saying. I know. Um, I, I did the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. And I, but I've actually held off on, on downloading at all. Uh, just because I I don't want the I didn't want the downtime that I know is going to happen because it's apparently pretty different. But you've did you actually you actually download it? I did. I, I actually downloaded onto one of my devices, uh-huh. uh, and that's my iPad. I, oh, okay. Uh, I, I put it on my iPad, and uh, I like you waited. I, I'm going to guess you know we're we're at the pretty much the beginning of October when when they release iOS seven like. September, right? Early September. Yeah, I think early September, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Like probably right after Labor Day or something like that, or whatever. Yeah, I think it was the first or second week of September. Yeah, and so uh-huh. you know, as everyone knows, you know, there was lots of things. Oh, you know, the downloads quit in the middle, and you know, their servers were all jammed up, and <laughs> la la la, this and that. And okay, so I I waited just like you. I, I I just I just updated mine like a couple of days ago. And, oh, okay. uh, and I actually had no problem with downloading and it, uh, uh, some people had complained about when it installed the new, o, uh, uh, OS on there, they had lost some of the documentation that they had on their device, like say pictures, like they didn't really? know where their pictures went. I know uh-huh. a friend of mine actually did it on, on his, uh, uh, on his iPhone and he had, he didn't see his pictures. He had to kind of like um, shut down, restart, la la la, this and that, resync it again, and then it was there. But uh, okay. it had a little bit of a problem. I had no problems uh, okay. uh, with mine. Uh, mine mine worked out pretty well, and uh, I think that the um, the downtime thing that that you that you talk about. I think it's pretty minimal. I mean, like, you know, it, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a different, it's a different look than what we're so been so used to over all these years. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you, you get some of those gestures under your belt, uh, you know, for about a day and you're pretty much back to normal, ready to go. Great. So it's actually pretty easily translatable to the old one. Yeah, like- I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think so. Well, that so. makes me feel better then. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I don't think there'll just be this. I think the only thing that may be of controversy for you is that if you do have a lot of apps, some of them have been a little bit slow in updating to iOS 7. So they okay. may or may not work. Okay. Uh, most of them have updated uh, uh, their things, uh, but then there are you know your smaller uh, software companies that have not. So, you know, if, if you depend a lot on that, maybe it is something that you should kind of wait on. Yeah. I mean, there are some obscure apps that I use occasionally that may may not work, but you know what? It's okay. I'm sure there's new versions that do the same thing. Right. Right. And they're all pretty pretty inexpensive, so. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, so what do you think of the um, the look and the interface? Do you think it's better than the previous one? I'll I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, 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 my wife had uh, told me that uh, when she first saw it, she goes, "It looks like candy," mm-hmm. and uh, and not in a good way. Like okay. it like it looked a little childish, right? Uh, uh, too simplistic. Maybe a little too simplistic. A little too uh-huh. like 
you know, shiny, colory type of things. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, uh, but I do like some of the gestures that they have. Like you know, now you can, uh, you know, to to get in, you don't have to swipe just that bottom bar that that was, um, you know, to turn on the phone. You could uh-huh. swipe. You could swipe anywhere on the on the you know uh, at the start uh, screen to to wake it up. To wake it up exactly. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, and it's things like that. You can also like swipe away, uh, from one app to the next app. And, you know, it's a little bit better in, in multitasking than than how it was before. So, uh, it's one of those things you just have to kind of play with and and mess around with. Okay. Yeah. The one thing that I think I'll like is that feature where you can change the brightness without having to go into the system preferences yes oh right exactly yes the yeah. uh the, the they do have like its own new system preference uh summary like control uh, it's called control center right yeah i think control that's what center? i can't remember they got so many goofy names for it so <laughs> what yeah whatever it, yeah it's got um it's got a way of controlling a bunch of things that's right you you can play fast forward reverse you can do dimming you can yeah uh, uh, I'm looking at it now. You can, you know, put it in uh, in airplane mode, Bluetooth. Right. Uh, so a lot of the a lot of the stuff you use a lot instead of having to go multiple uh, presses to get to the right point, you right. can just do it in this one app. I like that. Right, and it and it's pretty thoughtfully uh, 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 done in the sense of those are really things that I I know I personally use a lot, and yeah. so so it works really really well to have that kind of one-touch access to some of those features. Well, that's cool. Well, um, the fact that you had such an easy time with it uh, makes me feel like maybe I should just go ahead and do it. You, you know what you should do? Why don't you do it to the, one of those uh, I, uh, iPhone 4Ss that you've got lying around? Let that be your guinea pig and give it a try. <laughs> you know? Do you think I should do it with my swim phone? <laughs> Actually, I don't know if my swim phone can take it. I don't know how far back... Do you know if there's a limit to how old the phone can be? There is. I I think it has to be a. I think it either has to be a four or a four S, and then okay. it'll do, and then it'll do. It. I think a four. You, you probably have a pretty large capacity for like a thirty-two I, gig or something like that. I probably thirty-two, but I'm not sure. Yeah. So I, it, it, you should be able to do that. Okay. Yeah, you should be able to. Get, do and that. I do have an iPad too, so I could try it on the iPad. The, here, here's my one pet peeve. My only one pet peeve that I have about iOS seven. I will report it here first on Tech Move, and that is, I personally, and I only speak for myself. You might love it. I only speak for me. I do not like iTunes eleven. Oh, okay, okay. Well, they force you to upgrade to iTunes eleven in order to get iOS 7. Right. Okay. So I'd been resisting. In fact, when uh when that initial iTunes 11 upgrade came out, you know, of course I did it. Well, I reverted right back. <laughs> I reverted right back to 10 point whatever it was. Uh-huh. I couldn't stand iTunes 11. But now they got me. They got me. <laughs> Around the throat they got me. And so now I'm forced to do iTunes 11. Reluctantly, yeah. I you know I I th- I think I've been on iTunes 11 for a really long time. Yeah, um, and you're probably you're, you're probably just used to it now, so it's no big deal. But I did notice that uh, I felt like some of the functionality was it was 
it looked prettier, but it seemed like it was harder to do certain things. That that's exactly my thing. I did not like yeah. the way I was able to 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 get to my certain playlists and get to my songs and all this kind of stuff, and it 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 just made things more confusing for me. Yeah, and you haven't learned ways around it or little shortcuts to make it better. Well, the the the, the <laughs> my ways to was to revert back to ten, <laughs> and I said, "Oh, I'm back home again." <laughs> Yeah, you know, it felt great to be back again, but then, uh, but now I'm back, so now I'm just trying to learn iTunes 11 all over again, and you know, okay, yeah. So that's that's okay. my little rant. Sorry about that. Uh, that's okay. But well, I still I don't do. About but, that part. But, but I still do encourage you do the iOS 7. I think it'll be great, and it's really warming me up now for uh, uh, Mac OS Mavericks. Mavericks. Yeah, which I'm actually kind of excited for. Yeah, I think it's going to be coming out pretty soon. Yeah. Like within a few weeks, probably. I think they said fourth quarter of 2013, so we're almost there. Yeah, I think it's going to come pretty soon. Good. Yeah, good. Uh, so, uh, any other final words about uh, iPhone, iOS 7, mm. iTunes 11, which I want to throw darts at? But <laughs> No, well, just in general, though, I just find that the f- the camera part of the iPhone yeah is just I, I really love the camera you know in the iPhone 5 the 4s is really good too I thought I um, think the one I really like the one in my 4s I think yeah. it's very usable and 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 helpful it, it, and even the video the video feature is terrific too yeah I I think I think when the four came out it it's it started kind of tipping the balance between people using their instant or their pocket cameras, their pocket digital cameras and phone. It's right. kind of like, should I carry this little thing around and my phone? Right. Nah, I just use my phone. Right. Before that, there was no contest. It was like the cameras way, were way better. Right. But then when the 4 came out, I was like, yeah. And now it's almost like, other than the zooming feature that a lot of the little cameras have, the phone, the phone, uh, the iPhone's camera is awesome. Right. I agree. It, it's it's as, as good or better. And I think... The one of the reasons is just the technology, the processing that's behind that sensor. They've really integrated that, you know, using all that computer right. technology and custom chips and things just to make that that image really pop. Right. And uh, and so I don't know. It's just really nice having a great camera with you all the time and a great little computer to do a bunch of things to the images. I agree. I, I I agree. Yeah. I think I think it's really fantastic to have that uh, ability to to and know that you're going to have a, a a pretty decent shot that you would get from any other you know point and shoot camera. Uh, you know, I I think the difference though with you, which and you've already kind of touched on it, is that because you have the bigger capacity, you're going to get a 64 gig. You're able to hold a lot more. Me with my little 16, I got to <laughs> offload a lot more, but. In some ways, I think that's part of the training, right? That's like what we've talked about before about backups. You know, you got to take them off immediately, at, at least for me. That's my thing is that I got to either send it to iCloud or email it to myself or whatever, just so I get it off the phone mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and, and keep creating room on the darn mm-hmm. thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, whereas you, you can hold on to it for days. At least days. At least. At least <laughs> days. All right. Good, 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 good. 
Well, uh, there's our little take on the uh, new Apple announcements that have been put out. We're uh, expecting a lot more. I, oh, not only that, not only Mavericks, but also your uh, great new Mac Pro that's going to come out too. Huh? Aren't we waiting for that? <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm personally waiting for it. You are. Don't worry. You are. I'm kind of dreading it. <laughs> Because you have all these anticipated hopes and you're just going to be deflated. Well, I don't know. The more that I think about it, the more I think that maybe I'm not going to get it right away. Really? But Yeah, because the Mac I have is really nice now. I'm actually pretty happy with the speed. I don't I don't know if the, the new Mac Pro is going to be much faster than what I have now. Mm. But we'll see. Huh. We'll see. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll see. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll let somebody else be a guinea pig and tell us all about it, just like we did with the with the iPhone five uh, S and iOS seven. Mm-hmm. We'll let right, all those right. jokers uh, figure it out first, <laughs> then and then we'll do, then we'll be the Johnny Come Latelys afterwards. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that's a that's a good discussion. Okay, uh, we're gonna take a quick little break here, and uh, we will come back with more excitement, as we always do right here on Tech Move. And we're back again here at Tech Move, and uh, you know there's been an interesting development that uh, since our last uh, segment, Keith has magically gotten the update to iOS seven. Isn't that right, Keith? Yes. When you recommended that you liked it, yeah, um, and I was less afraid. And 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 you know what? I I still tell you, I still like it. Let's hear your review. Well, you know, I probably should have done it during a little off time when I didn't have to go somewhere and, uh, you know, use the iOS 7. Uh, as, as I mentioned in, in the, the last segment, I use uh, my, my uh, iPhone, an old iPhone for swimming. Isn't it uh, like an iPhone two and a half or something like that? Or, <laughs> or not the iPhone, iPhone, but the iCan with the string on it? Actually, it doesn't use electricity. Well, you know what? It's great is that you're expecting to have a great experience with the a iPhone that you submerge in water <laughs> every time you use it. So, I guess we should really expect a fantastic result from this. I guess I should have read the fine print. Doesn't work on, well on, in water on the iOS seven EULA. <laughs> don't don't submerge. Didn't you see bullet point fifty two? <laughs> That said, don't oh, use it underwater. Whenever I upgrade my iOS, I, I always go through the 47 pages of EULA <laughs> meticulously. Don't you? I think everyone does. I think everyone does. We're all going through our EULAs <laughs> all the right. time. <laughs> you, can never, you can never be too careful with your EULA. Right. You can, you know, if you print it all out, you can actually wallpaper one wall in a, in a room, I think, successfully. I think you could. Yeah. And it would, and it would be legal. That's right. But... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, no, I, I, I think I had like an hour to go, so I just, I'm going to upgrade this and see what it's like, you know, because it, what can it hurt? It's not my main thing. I'm just going to use it for swimming. So, so I did it and I upgraded and it took quite a long time because it just downloading it and then actually getting the, getting it onto the iPhone. I guess it's pretty large. So it just takes a while mm-hmm. through USB. 
So uh, anyway, I think it took maybe 30 minutes for that whole thing to happen. Now, did you do it over the air or did, or you said you just uh, plugged it in and, and got it through iTunes or what? Yeah, I just did it. I just did it through iTunes, which I've always done it. I, I've, I don't think I've... You've never upgraded over the air or anything um, like that? Actually, no, I upgraded my, uh, my iPad over the air. No, so, okay. So I did it that way. That worked pretty well. But for this phone, I don't know. I guess I just don't use the Wi-Fi on it very much. So I just decided to plug it in. Right. And uh, yeah, and it, I mean, it, the upgrade process was, was smooth, just slow. And it's always slower when you're waiting for it and have to go somewhere with it. Of course. But anyway, so it upgraded. And then I tried to find my podcasts in the m- music app, which is how I do it. And I guess if people don't know, the the music app used to be the only way that you could actually play podcasts. And then they came out with the podcast app. Right. And then you you had a choice. If you had the podcast app present on your iPhone, then you could use the podcast app for podcasts and the music app for everything else. But if you removed the podcast app, or if you never loaded the podcast app, the music app would default and, and also play podcasts. And personally, I like it because I like the way it, it's simple and gives you lists and it's not too uh, inefficient. It's pretty efficient at doing anything audio. But it looks like in iOS 7, They've separated them, and you really cannot have the music app in iOS 7 play podcasts. I I believe that's correct. Well, you know, it's kind of like what we talked about in a previous episode uh, where, you know, they got rid of that that fun little animation (laughs) thing that I actually used to love, that reel-to-reel thing that... I don't think anyone <laughs> under 30 years old would know what the real to real is, but right. uh, uh, they, they got rid of that and now just have that podcast app, which is just playing podcasts. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so now yeah. you're at a loss. And, and for me, I don't know about you, but I have a lot of podcasts in my subscriptions. I have like maybe a hundred. I don't have as many. I, I have a few. Yeah. So, Most of them are tech move. But, uh <laughs> Well, yeah, but of I don't course. care about any of those other podcasts. How about that? <laughs> but of course, that's right. Uh, and and I think that most people are in your camp. But for me, <laughs> <laughs> for me, I do listen to other podcasts other than Tech Move. Shocking, and <laughs> I know it's pretty right. pretty amazing. But Benedict uh, Arnold, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but Tech Move is still at the top of the list. Yeah, that's good. It's always the first one I listen to. Gets highly rated. I hear <laughs> it is yeah. five stars. Five stars. But the the pod the podcast app's interface it's 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 very it's very big, you know. I find it is it is like a full screen thing. Yeah, and and yeah. the and it's all icon based. Yes, I find yes, and so I just find that uh, it, it's a lot to scroll through it, and it doesn't seem to like my playlists that I've created for the for the iTunes app. <laughs> what, I have these smart does playlists. it make fun of you or something like that? <laughs> it just it just doesn't show them. Doesn't show my part. I have this one smart playlist. You can create these smart playlists in iTunes, right? Which, uh, uh, so I have this smart playlist that just uh, has a list of all the recent podcasts that have been downloaded, and I usually just go to that to see what to just get to my newest stuff that I want to listen to, right? And I wasn't able to easily find that in the music app, uh, although I did find a couple things in the music app that seemed to be a good substitute. I just I think I I think really the music app can probably do everything I want it to do. It was just kind of unfamiliar. So, and the the hard thing was that, you know, I went to the music uh, app to look for my podcast and it wasn't there. And, it, uh, and then I had to waste another 10 minutes downloading the 
the podcast app and making sure it kind of worked. So it kind of made me late to my swimming. So, uh, so it made me late. That's, that's what I hate about it. I'm going to go to the podcast app now just to kind of describe what I'm talking about. Right. Oh, I think it just crashed. Okay. So I'm going to load it again. <laughs> uh, uh, I have it as well. I'm going to the podcast app and, oh, and lo and behold, look, it's tech move. Right Actually, top. tech moves right at the top of it, mine, it, too. It is really, really good. So what I found, I think a way to do it is to go to My Stations. Mm-hmm. And My Stations actually has a kind of built-in default of most recent and all in played. And, you know, the My Stations is one of the buttons at the bottom of the, well, of the podcast app. I, I will say this. I, I have not started the, the My Stations portion of, of, of my podcast app, but there is a thing that says iTunes playlist. So you can uh, playlists synced from iTunes now appear in My Stations. Right. Except the iTunes playlists that I created aren't showing up in there. <laughs> The only, well, the only well, you know I, why, because if you listen back to uh, an earlier segment, it's because of that dumb iTunes 11 that I hate so much. <laughs> probably is. I'm, I'm, if it was iTunes 10, you'd be able to do everything you wanted, but they force you to get that iTunes 11. That is a bunch of... Anyway, that's for I, another segment. It's weird. The only iTunes playlist that comes up is the one I call Tech Move. <laughs> so I don't really know why the other, I don't, doesn't think, I don't think it plays a smart playlist. Well, is, isn't that because of the hacks that we've done in the background? It is. We've reversed engineered and <laughs> we're actually taking over everybody's taking iOS over. device that plays tech move. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> don't tell anybody. Just, you start to have very small amounts of money being deducted from your bank account. Don't worry about it. They all go through Amazon <laughs> for everything. <laughs> uh, but, um, one one uh, kind of substitute for for my smart playlist was the was the other uh, list the uh, my stations list which I think I added a most recent one you can add that by default and then it brings up all the kind of the new ones that are there so that's pretty cool that's so good I like, yeah so I like that um, I'm not sure why it hasn't updated it though in since I've downloaded iOS seven hmm. it's like Stuff in here is still a week old, so I'm not quite sure how to update that. Um, There's no way to, I'm sure. <laughs> and then it has an all-unplayed one. So it, I think once I get used to it, it probably will function almost as well as the other one. It's just, you know, why don't things work? If I, if I may rant for just a second, <laughs> as I often do, that is one thing about the podcast app that I don't like, is that... Uh, every time you download something or something, you subscribe to something or you download a podcast, it will always show the, the number of unplayed on your, on your iOS device. Yeah. So like for me, I've got like two and I don't, you know, I just don't want to listen to it yet, but yet it's going to, it's going to keep having the two there or however many you've got. Yeah. Like until, you know, until you actually, you know, launch it or something like that. And right. I, that drives me bananas. Drives me bananas. If there's podcasts in there that you just don't want to listen to because they're too old or something, it'll mm-hmm. still pop up. So it's a little misleading. Right. It'd be great if we could just uncheck it. Yes. Like, I don't want to show, I don't want to, I really only want to be alerted to stuff that I care about. Right. But yeah. It, and that, it, that's what you mean. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, it's kind of like having the ability to, to turn off like, uh, alert tones 
for every single thing that that comes into the phone or or yeah. device. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I kind of got it to work. It's, it also seems to be a little bit slow on my iPhone four. Yeah, well, I do have the iPhone four, not the iPhone point one that doesn't run on electricity. That was a lie. <laughs> well, but, I, it, it, if if it uh, if my memory serves me correct, and I'm sure our listeners will uh, will correct me uh, as they often do, the iOS the iOS seven, I believe, is uh, really designed for like four S and newer. So I'm not sure yeah. if. You know, I mean, I I think you're very fortunate to get it going on the four. Oh, really? Okay, I think so. Yeah, I haven't noticed that it's um, crashed or anything. It's just slightly slower. Yeah, but that's okay. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't expect a lot of it. All I care about is I go to something, play it, and then it's just, it's just um, reliable. Right. And it's it's been. I think it's been okay. There, there are a couple, th- and just in general, there are a couple things in iOS that I had a hard time figuring out because they didn't. Like, like, how do you uh, actually quit an app that you just don't want to... Well, I know how to do that, actually. Yeah, so tell me how you do it, and I'll see if it matches up with how I learned to do it. Okay, so when you double-click the home button... Right. And then you just swipe up. Right, you swipe up anywhere. You swipe up anywhere, correct. Yeah. Well, you know, on, on the window... On the home screen. Right, on, on the window that you want to the app to quit on... You swipe up. Okay, so I'm gonna swipe up, and then it just kind of goes. And it just goes, goes away. away right? Yeah, it goes. It's kind of cool. It's kind of like bye. It's like flies away, <laughs> yeah. flies away. Although you yeah. do have, you, you'll, you'll, when you practice it, if you swipe kind of like, I don't know, like kind of like going off to the right or to the left, it won't go. It's really, really? got to be. It's, it's got to be straight. Yeah, up. it's pretty much got to be straight. You need a T square or you need a leveler in order to uh, get rid of the app. Yeah. Well, that's in the EULA. <laughs> did you read that section? <laughs> Must be geometrically accurate. Is that, is, is that, is that on a subsection 4.3? 4.3.2. Thank you. Very good. Yeah. Let me make yeah. note of that. Yeah. Well, it's on your left kitchen wall. <laughs> when you Underneath the light switch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so, there, so, so that was, so that was uh, one thing that I didn't quite get it first i figured this out but do you know how to search oh you mean using spotlight yeah uh it did take me a little while to figure that out yeah because that's different because again there on in the old one you'd click on it and then you'd swipe to the left and correct then you'd find the fine actually correct. this is better because it just takes one swipe which is down from the home screen right and then it, you get the spotlight thing right which, but, which is nice although sometimes you can kind of still mess that up and and pull down those notifications, right? So, if you pull from the middle, right? Then then you get the notification. You must stuff. use quadrant one point seven, right? If you use two, forget it. It's in the EULA. It's in the EULA. <laughs> exactly. You're correct. Yeah. So, but I think overall they've eliminated a couple swipes and key presses, and it's I think it's more maybe more efficient. Tell me this: Do you like the uh, the quick access to the um, to some of the most popular keys that swipe up from the bottom? Oh, the most popular settings. M- most popular settings, you know, like airplane, Bluetooth, uh, speaker, you know, uh, you know, play, volume, all that stuff. Yeah, I think um, I think it's good. I haven't really used it a whole lot because I actually don't. I Mess just around. don't. Well, when I when I get my iPhone five S, yes then I am going to 
actually probably use it a lot and use all these different functions. So far, I haven't had a need to really exercise it. Right. But I do think that it's great because I'd always want to adjust the brightness um, for different like nighttime or whatever. Correct. And I always find it annoying on, on the iPhones that you have to go into the settings to do that. Right. So it was really time consuming. I just want to reduce the brightness. Correct. Uh, I have to like do four button presses and swipes and things to get there. Well, now it's right there. And and the cool the interesting thing was it was always on the iPad. You could always do, do a double click and and then swipe to the left at the bottom and get to the brightness right that way. And that was always more efficient than doing it on the iPhone. It's like why couldn't they just do the same thing with the iPhone? Right. <laughs> even back then, you know. Well, now now it's just the same. Now it's all it's the even same. easier. Yeah. Right. Exactly. What do you think of it? I, well, I think it's nice how you can use it on you know the phone, the iPad. Um, and I, and, and, you know, I think it's going to be even neater when Mavericks comes out. Cause I think it's supposed to integrate even better with that. Oh, okay. So, well, that's, that's cool. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll, it'll be nice, but you know, I actually like iOS seven. I, I, I'm getting used to the look of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think it's, uh, uh, oh, you know what, here is one thing I did use extensively, um, over one of the past weekends, the, uh, uh, the, uh, navigation the maps portion of it. Oh, okay. And it's quite a bit different looking. Is it? Is it? Is it better? I don't know. You know, I, I, I think it's just a different taste. And uh, I don't know if it's necessarily better, but it's, diff- it's different. Still very serviceable uh-huh. and useful. But uh, there was something about the, uh, the, old, the old one where it had, you know, those, you know, green highway signs. You know, mm. that, that, that was kind of fun, you know, yeah. to look at. And this um, one's just some more simplified. It's a it's a little bit more simplified. I mean, you can still get it, and is and it's still useful and stuff. It's just a different look. So you okay. know when you know when you're out on the road, give it a try, and you know tell me tell me and tell us what you think about it. Okay. Yeah. Well, since I never used the maps app, it might be a while. Oh, you never use it? Well, actually, the only time I use it is when I'm uh, using Siri. Uh, I want to do it hands free, mm-hmm. and I just say Siri, tell me how to get here. And then it'll say, do you want to get to this location? Yeah. Do you want directions? Yes. And then it brings up the map app automatically, which is pretty cool. Yeah. When you're driving and stuff. Right. Um, I actually really like Siri during driving. It's a lot safer. Yes. Than, than using other stuff. But um, but normally I find the old, at least the old maps app kind of um, annoying. Huh. Uh, it doesn't show you enough area at once. You just kind of have to follow it and never know coming up that is true yeah and you just have to it's like where am i going why are you leading me into this dangerous neighborhood (laughs) and it's still the same it's still the same (laughs) yeah it still is the same i mean like it only gives you about like at most a quarter mile yeah uh, preview yeah so um so but in a pinch it's fine and but but another navigation app that i love a lot especially in this area is called waze w-a-z-e and uh what it is it's kind of a social map app and so it relies on all the other ways people out there feeding their information into the Waze server mm-hmm. and their locations to, to monitor traffic and speeds and bad bad situations that you need to avoid and also people's different routes to save time and it integrates all that in and actually gets you to a place a lot quicker than for example the maps app hmm. if you want to you can contribute and report stuff like here's an accident here or we're in a standstill and then these little icons appear on your route uh, with little balloons that indicate that there's traffic ahead. So you kind of know 
or there's an accident ahead, or there's a cop ahead. Hmm. The cop ahead is, one is actually pretty cool. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, yeah. And uh, of course, you're relying on other people to be telling the truth about right. what's exactly. going on. Um, but you should try it out. It's called Waze. I think, I'm I'm not positive, but I somebody said that Apple had bought Waze, but I'm not positive. Oh, okay. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a pretty cool app and, and good if for urban nav- navigation, especially. And it's W A Z E you said, right? Ways. Yeah. Right. And it's not too annoying. It's, it's free. There is occasionally a little thing pops up with right. some kind of local ad, uh, which, you know, you have to pretty much have an accident to dismiss, but, <laughs> but other than that, it's perfect. <laughs> No, I don't want to go to Taco Bell. That's right. No. <laughs> That's good. Good. Uh, so all in all, well, so uh, how do you like the iOS 7 on the iPad? In fact, I like iOS 7 in general. It's it, it, it's cleaner, and I, I like the finer fonts and things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It seems a little more elegant, although I was thinking that maybe people with poor eyesight would have a hard time with it. Yeah. But um, Now, you didn't put it on your current uh iphone 5 correct you have not done that uh no i have not put it on the current iphone i think i'm just gonna wait until i get my 5s and then it'll just be on there yeah, yeah. i think so okay all right good yeah good um, the only thing i have to tell you the only thing i don't like about the ipad version of ios 7 is that you have to swipe a lot to open it up you have to swipe a lot farther yes you can get tennis elbow from yeah. uh, from swiping I already have. Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, that's also in the EULA. Right. <laughs> so. E- easy way to, to avoid that, just turn the iPad to portrait mode. Makes it a lot shorter. <laughs> or get an iPad mini instead. That's right. Exactly. It's just a plot to sell more minis. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <sighs> that's great. <sighs> well, uh, since we're talking about um, our problems or or happiness with upgrades to new systems yes um i heard that you you actually upgraded to mountain lion yes well uh how how did that go well let's let's really call it what it is i attempted to upgrade to mountain lion uh let me give a quick background i uh have been very interested in a piece of software that apparently only runs on uh, OS 10, uh, 10.8. And, uh, and I have been stubbornly uh, waiting uh, to um, not upgrade, and I've been on 10.6. And so, uh, so I said, oh, man, well, if I want this piece of software, I guess I'll have to, uh, to update. I said, okay, well, you know, it's, what, $20? To, to to update to to mountain lion and stuff like that. Okay, so mm-hmm. I, I I go and do that. It's four point five gigs, right? So it's yeah. huge. So uh, right. so talk about like waiting around. So I'm I'm I let the thing download pretty much overnight, and right. um and and it gets to me and stuff. And uh and I say okay, well uh you know I'm going to uh you know close out everything and i'm going to install it i hit the uh you know i unpackage the thing hit the install button and immediately immediately a warning light comes on uh saying that uh there is this um uh, disk error and i cannot install uh, uh on this disk I don't know. And, and i'm saying 
okay, what, you know, what, what is this? You know, you know, maybe it's just some dopey error or whatever it is. Um, I will tell you uh, what it exactly says, and let me share that with you as I get to it here. Um, because what I had to do was I went into disk utility, mm-hmm. and this is what it says. It says, now this this is my Mac hard drive. I, I guess for for you know it's it's the hard drive on the iMac, mm-hmm. and it says this drive has a hardware problem and can't be repaired. Back mm-hmm. as uh, back up as much as as much data as possible and replace the disk. See an authorized Apple dealer for more information. Uh, it's a smart status. Uh, situation where it's a smart error, S M A R T, and uh, it, it essentially so I can't repair it using disk utility. I can't repair it like anywhere according to what research I've done. Uh, they say uh, forums and the internet and all this kind of stuff essentially says you better back up right now because the hard drive's just about to fail. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, like, I download this thing, and I I haven't done anything else. Just download Mountain Lion, and something has goofed it up, and now uh, I cannot repair my 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 hard drive in my Mac. Thank you. Really, that's 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 it. So, uh, so as of right now, I'm still running ten point six. I'm probably teetering on the edge of disaster. The one good thing is that I finally experienced a uh, time machine because I did back up. Uh-huh. But uh, other than that, uh, I cannot upgrade to Mountain Lion. I apparently can't do anything uh, uh, with my uh, uh, with my hard drive, and uh, it looks like the only way to to do it is to uh, is is to get a new hard drive. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so question: Are you still using that? Supposedly bad hard drive. Yes. Okay, but it's only working in the ten six. Correct. Exactly. Okay. Because you know why? You know when I hit the install, you know you do the agreement, right? The 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 UAL, EULA. the EULA, the EULA. You know you do the EULA, say install. Yeah. It immediately comes up. It doesn't even start yeah. to go. It just says yeah. failed. Yeah. And so I know that it hasn't done anything yet, except right. download the so. I don't think anything's really wrong with my hard drive. It's just not allowing the installation of of the new OS. Yeah. That's really interesting. And have you done any research on it? I have. And the, uh-huh. <laughs> the research that I have, get a new hard drive. Well, thanks a lot, Charlie. <laughs> no, no dust, Sherlock. Thanks. Thank, thanks. Thanks for all the help. There, there have been certain things where they say, you know, maybe you can uh, reformat the drive, you know, like back yeah. everything up and then reinstall, yeah. uh, you know, the 10.6. And sometimes they even say that um, uh, one person had mentioned that when they downloaded Mountain Lion, uh, because it was so big, they they hit pause a couple of times because, you know, they just needed to do stuff. And they think that the pausing might have done something to goof up the download. I da- I paused it just once. But, you know, one's probably maybe the only, that's the only thing that I can think of that could have maybe corrupted the file or something like that. But, uh, mm. b- have you tried 
Okay. Well, there's a couple things you could do. So basically, you're trying to run it from from your disk that you're upgrading to. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, one solution, and maybe you, this is what you're going to mention. They say that uh, you know I should take the mountain lion that I've downloaded, put it on a USB stick, and then uh, and then wipe out my my current drive, reinstall the the old OS, and then run the the USB stick to to update to the, to the mountain lion. Yeah, that was one thing I was going to recommend. Do you think that might work? It sounds like an awful lot of work and, and headache. I guess if I have time machine, it really shouldn't matter. Well, what I usually do is I usually, when I download, you know, the way that Apple does stuff is that it basically downloads a DMG file. Yes. And do you have access to that DMG file? Um, or, it, or, I, I think if you go inside what they download, you'll see it. Um. And then that that actually can be that actually is just like a disk, and you can then turn that into a USB stick or or a DVD. Like I'm in it right now, and it's the install dot app. Right, and I think if you and I, and I, think, I did show contents, and yeah. it just has a contents folder. Right, I think at some point there's a there's a DMG in there, probably somewhere, huh? And that's and I believe that that's the thing that they're talking about. I think I actually just do that automatically because I want to have a backup of it. Let me see where mine is. Mm. I have a folder for just OSs. Let's see. System. Software installs. Mac. Yeah, Mac. Uh, Mountain Mine. Yeah, eventually you'll you'll see this DMG called install ESD.DMG. If you look inside the... I believe you look inside the package contents. I'm in the package contents. There are several things in here. There's like Mac OS folder. There's plugins folder, resources folder. Oh, there it is. I see it in shared support. It's the install DMG and, that, and the it should be OS big. install. Yeah. MPKG. Yeah. The in, install ESD.DMG should be like 4.35 gigabytes. 4.45 gigabytes. Oh yeah, well mine's four point three five. Oh, but well, anyway, that is better. <laughs> Unless mine has like some sort of patch on it or something like that, maybe. Yeah, mine's probably older than yours. Mm. Um, I got mine in August seventh, two thousand twelve. So you might you might have a newer version. Yeah, I I I, I got mine October. Yeah. So, uh, I guess I guess I actually use that to install. Um. I'm actually not quite sure. Uh, yeah, I use that to install on several of my machines, I believe. So, uh, so do you think that that's the way I should go? Is I should uh, just copy over this install esd.dmg file mm -hmm. onto a USB stick, and mm -hmm. then and then reformat the drive with my installation drives, back up everything, and then uh, and then I get well. I'm sorry. Uh. Uh reinstall the old 10.6 and then do and then do this dmg on top of that and then use time machine to put all my data back together again uh is that the way it goes i'm not sure if you need to have it necessarily on top of the old one oh so just go just use this mountain lion yeah i'm on, not positive on the, USB, on the usb stick yeah but i'm not positive right. it'd be great if you had another mac to practice on I guess you don't. See, I have like 10 Macs, so I could try it out right. on my one I don't care about. <laughs> right. I would never try it on my main Mac. Right. 
That'd be foolish. S- sorry. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> so th- well, yeah, so that's my that's my joy. Sorry. That that I have with Mountain Lion and yeah. all this just for a dopey little music piece of software that I wanted for like $10. <laughs> Yeah, it's always something, isn't it? It is. It's 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 always something. But I think I might try that. I think I might try to to reformat the drive and and uh, and, and see how that goes. Okay. I think I think that probably would be. It, you know, it's just needing to to have the time to do. It's the that. time. If you have a full like clone backup of your of your drive onto another drive, um, then you could restore it um, to this fresh reformatted version. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or well, you could, or you, could use, you know, I'm going to talk, even... talk about this with you off, offline yeah. because, uh, I don't want the general public to know my computing woes. I just want to be able to <laughs> rant and rave and cry okay. and have everyone like feel sorry for me. So, okay, well, we'll take it offline. Yes. But, you... but, but just briefly, um, somehow back up all your data, you know, onto another drive, like try to clone it somehow. And there's a couple of apps to do that. So, um, or, uh, so, uh, when, when I did the time machine, that's not what you're talking about. You're talking about um, an actual clone. The time machine will, will work actually, but, uh, I find it to be a little complicated to restore. Oh, really? But, but I think you can, uh, I personally use different stuff other than time machine for my backups. So I am not that intimate about how to do it on time machine, although I know it's possible or mm. else what's the point. Right. Um, but then, uh, you can restore it back, or you could use um, like a clone of mm. what you have now. Right. Um, and then you could use what's called Apple Migration Assistant to actually copy all your data over to this new OS. When, when you boot, when you successfully install your mountain lion, eventually, if that ever happens, <laughs> you will, <laughs> like a couple of years from now, right. after banging your head, <laughs> not being able to use a computer, um, you will eventually get there and... You can then use this Apple Migration Assistant, which actually works really well. It just grabs all the stuff from your other drive and copies it over hmm. to your new drive, and and it kind of freshens it up too. I like it. Oh, I that, use that, that all the time. That that might be the way to go. Yeah, that might. And, be and I think I think it's maybe this is just like a little wake up call and a little like it had to happen because your drive was going to go go south. Well, that's what they say. That's what they yeah. say. The, the, the uh, you know, all, all the forums I've been reading has, has been saying that this is just an early warning about how it is. And you know, what's terrible is that the, the Mac that I, that I got is a, um, is a refurbished iMac, yeah. right? Which I, which I still think are really great products. Uh, right. Uh, but some of these iMacs were involved in a hard drive recall. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, you just got to punch in the serial number on the Apple website and they'll tell you if you are, eli- you know, eligible for a, uh, for a new hard drive. Right. Which I was mm-hmm. hoping, of course, I'm hoping that it's, and of course, what happens? I'm not, it, mine's supposedly perfectly fine. <laughs> so mine, mine's fine. So not, mine's not eligible. Too bad for me. Uh, too bad for Rod Louie. You're out. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, Rod. But I will tell you this. Here's one thing that got me a little bit excited. This has gotten me to really think, because a friend of mine had did this, and he did it successfully. And that was uh, replace the hard drive with an SSD, with a solid-state drive. Oh, that's right. You were talking about that last time. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so this could be one of those things. Now, he, he had the same system that I did. Uh, his problem was that he, he had a hard drive that never stopped spinning down. It was always <laughs> revving. It was always on. He goes, oh, my gosh, I think it's going to take off on me. So, uh, so he said that he was going to replace it, you know, and uh, our friends over at OWC, Otherworld mm-hmm. Computing, mm-hmm. Uh, they have a fantastic iMac uh, a replacement kit that you mm. can buy. Hmm. And uh, it comes with suction cups for the iMac screen and a pry bar and a crowbar and, a, you know, and a, you know, all this kind of stuff on it. And uh, mm-hmm. you can take apart your, your uh, iMac. And, and you can uh, repair your, your, you could replace your tires on your car too. <laughs> exactly. When you're all done. Exactly. <laughs> the only thing is missing, is, I think, is the air compressor. <laughs> but uh, so my friend did that. And, and, you know, what he did was that he took out the uh, optical drive. Mm-hmm. And they have a special uh, 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 carrier that you replaces the optical drive with an SSD, uh-huh. and then he also replaced the original hard drive with the stock uh, one one terabyte. He upgraded to two terabytes, so he has an SSD to boot, and then he has a two terabyte internal, and it works fantastic. Oh, and he says I think that should- he says that boots like uh you know just like the uh, just like the iPad. I think you should do that. Oh, I, I, th- I, I think this is the excuse that I've been waiting for. Okay. Well, w- when we're offline, I'll, I'll uh, give you some more advice about that. That would be excellent. I appreciate okay. that. So anyway, okay. so there's my woes. There's my Sorry. woes about upgrading to Mountain Lion and all this, again, just because of a <laughs> 20, 10 or $20 piece of software that I wanted to figure out how to play certain chords on the guitar. That's all it was. And now I'm in computing pandemonium right now. So Yeah, sorry. And then and actually that app's been pulled from the app store. So <laughs> But you won't find out until you've done all this. Exactly. <laughs> that or you know what would be terrible is that you, you find out that oh it runs perfectly fine on ten six. <laughs> It'll run fine. No problem. I'm sure that's what's gonna happen to me. I, I thought about it. I said, why don't I just buy it? And just see if it installs on ten six. Mm-hmm. You know what, what? You know, but mm-hmm. oh, okay. Thank you. All right. Well, look, that's enough crying. Uh, crying is for those of us who upgrade way too late when they should have done it long, <laughs> long time ago. Well, that is our OS woes and uh, some of our thoughts, and uh, we will. Uh, regroup we will wipe off our brows we will get a drink of water and we will come back with more excitement uh at least that's what i call it here on tech move we'll be right back And we are back here on Tech Move, and uh, you know, by the magic of technology, I think Keith has his new iPhone 5S. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, Tech Move is a little bit like the Julia Child show, the, the French Chef, where right. you—that's exactly the the illustration I would have brought up. <laughs> 
of course, I don't know if anybody's that's been out for probably been off the air since she died like 20 years ago. But for those. <laughs> oh, come on now. She, she, uh, with that great movie with Meryl Streep. Uh, that's true. Uh, She's had a revival. Life and stuff like that. that was Julia fantastic. and Julia. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was that was a great movie, actually. That was a great movie. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. That's my small impression of the late, great Julia Child. Well, pretty much all the cooking shows have copied her, which is they basically yes. have all the preparation. They talk about the putting it all together, but then they, uh, two minutes later, they take the finished product out of the oven. So, right in the same episode, so we're we're doing the same thing. <laughs> we we spare you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, the agony of the actual us, uh, going going through these things. Yeah, the actual cooking time. Right, we just fast forwarded through that and. <laughs> And instead, we just go on and on and on with words. So that's with all. words. Yeah, right. we don't bore you with the cooking time. No, we don't do that at all. Just the follow up, <laughs> just the monologues and the droning. So, <laughs> all right. What is so- this about again? <laughs> <laughs> it's the iPhone five S review that Keith Moreau is going to be giving us today. Uh, I'm excited to hear about it because, you know, so many different things are coming out. And more interestingly than that is that the 5C, I think, is getting lambasted in the press. Oh, is it really? uh, I haven't followed that. Exactly. Nobody is. It, oh really? Nobody's think, getting it. Nobody's nobody's, it? nobody's getting it. I think that it's a it, it, it's a terrible thing. People like their nice, metally shiny, you know, uh, maybe a little bit more uh, meat to it, uh, rather yeah. than the plasticky little things. So right, so um, they can put their plastic rubber covers over it. That, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. <laughs> so, so uh so anyway you are uh uh you are one of uh many who now have the 5S. Yeah. And uh let, let's hear your uh first impressions. So when you order it at least nowadays uh it's usually not in stock. So you have to just it said October when I ordered it 2 or 3 weeks ago. And so you don't know if it's going to be 2 days after you order it or the October 31st. Mm-hmm. But uh I kind of knew it was coming because uh, my credit card was was charged. So you give your credit card, but then later, when it actually starts shipping, I think they actually charge it. They don't charge it right away. So that's kind of a good indication for anybody who's out there who who wants to 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 figure out when they're getting theirs with the Apple mysterious shipping lottery. So, uh, <laughs> and uh, my UPS guy, you know, came down the stairs and he was really happy because he just had a really small, easy to carry box this time. And turned out it was the iPhone. Oh, the iPhone 5s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The the uh, whatever they call it, uh, slate blue. No, slate black. They didn't call it black. They called it something. Right. Off black. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Anyway, I got that one. I got the 64 gigabyte version. Nice. So um, yeah, just because I'm, and still 64 just doesn't even seem to be enough. I have to continually offload it. So sure, I don't know if sure. there's something wrong with me, but <laughs> it could be the 500 apps I have on there. <laughs> 30 hours of shooting I do a day with it. Right. But exactly. uh, anyway, so, uh, but I have to say, don't ever uh, try to try to get your iPhone working an hour before you have to go somewhere. <laughs> because... <laughs> 
Right. Because that's basically what I did. I had an appointment. I think I got it at 5 p.m. or something. Mm -hmm. And then I had to go somewhere at 6 or maybe 6.30. And so when you plug it in and you try to you try to sync up, try to basically transfer your old phone to your new phone, the process is pretty long, especially if you have a lot of stuff. Right. Because it's got a... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say leave a leave a few a good few hours where where you don't need to use your phone because basically your your phone is kind of out of commission. You can't make calls until this the whole thing is done. Or there's a certain point where your old phone stops working as a phone and the new phone isn't working yet. So you're kind of without a phone for a while. So don't plan any emergencies, you know, any anything where you know you need to be reached uh for that period of time. Just plan for a time where you have some alternative way of getting of communicating with the outside world. I have a question for you. You know, with yeah. the with the 64 gigs that you got, and I'm going to guess that your uh, iPhone 5 uh, was also 64 gigger uh, as it well. It was. It was. Uh, and it was, I'm sure, relatively full, as you as you had just mentioned. Yep. Were you going to uh, uh, back up essentially everything on the old 5 to this new 5S? And, and yep. So... Of course, that's going to take a while. Yes. Yeah, and the well, the backup I think I already had because I basically back it up every time I plug it into iTunes. Right. And do you so back that, that up to iCloud or uh, does that go uh, locally to your to your machine? It goes locally. Okay. And uh, I think I think I don't think I could back up everything to iCloud. I think there's a limit, or at least you have to pay for more. Of, I don't I don't think I do all of it. Hmm. I think I do some things to iCloud, like maybe small things. Okay. But I can't remember. Okay. Uh, I think if you had to back up the whole thing, that you'd have to you'd, you'd be, char- be charged more from Apple. I think. Not positive. You have to. People out there, maybe you could send in your your letters of complaint about my accuracy here. But uh, <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah. So I think uh, I had everything backed up as, and that's actually something that people don't know about. But th- that takes up a lot of space on your computer. What the backup? Yeah, the backups. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it actually saves lots of versions on them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so sometimes when your hard drive is running out of space, you can actually find these. They're kind of like these uh, obscurely named files with all these letters and stuff. No, there's nothing recognizable about the name, but they're in this one folder on your on your Mac, or I think, and also your PC if you use iTunes on your PC that stores all the backups. And those can go back pretty far. And at some point, you probably want to delete them. Apple's not too good about culling them and getting rid of them for you. So you have so, to do it yourself, right? I think so. Yeah. It might be that some things happen and make them vestigial that normally don't happen. But I've I've actually uh, deleted a lot of old ones and recovered a lot of hard drive space. Well, that's good. And it's especially uh, important for people that have SSDs where, like you're going to be getting one in the future, maybe Rod, where mm-hmm. space is kind of at a premium. So you really kind of need to keep your SSD drives lean and mean. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or or have some of those things on a external, maybe non-SSD or something like that. Yeah, you could point. I think you can point your backups and your iTunes to non-SSD drives. So that's what I do. Well, I mean, yeah. right now, I I have my iTunes pointed to my external NAS. Oh, okay, that's good. So, that- um, I I don't have it put on the um the actual. You operating know, system right uh yeah. drive with the operating system yeah that's so, good yeah it's okay helps well, good right. so um yeah just make sure you have a lot of time to do this especially if you have a large version the 32 the 64 because it just takes a while to copy the data 
And then it takes a while for you to enter all the stuff in when it first comes up. You know, you have to enter some local Wi-Fi password because right. it doesn't seem to transfer that stuff. Correct. And, yeah. And then and, you got to, and then you have to figure out your password and all this kind of stuff. Otherwise, yeah. you hose the entire thing. Right. You have to add in if you have iCloud, use your iCloud password. Right. Then if you have iTunes and it's different password, you have to add that. And so, and this is. Anyway, so it made me late to this appointment, but I needed to have my phone. I right. couldn't leave without it. Exactly. Yeah. And then, of course, while I was driving to it, nothing worked, you know. <laughs> like, because, I mean, because I'm, I'm sure what happens is that with your old phone, you probably had like, you know, like a remember me type of thing uh, for passwords. Uh, but now this is a new phone. It kind of wipes all that stuff out and you have to. Yeah actually you know log in again to anything that you normally use mm-hmm. of course you're not thinking of that when you've got the new phone and right. there you are yeah so yeah so basically i the phone worked but a lot of other stuff didn't work and then the next day i added all the passwords and all logged into all the different services that i use and it finally kind of worked like my old phone good so and, yeah, and, then, and of course, it comes with uh, iOS seven, right? So yeah, uh, yeah so, I was, of which you've already had a nice little trial of that with the uh, with the iPad. I, I did, and we talked about that last time, and yep. and uh, so I kind of knew how to operate it, and I discovered a couple new things with it. But overall, uh, I liked. Uh, I, I'm I'm used to the iOS seven. I don't I don't hate it. I think it's I think it's more efficient in some in a lot of ways. It's more efficient. It's fine. So. It's a little, you know, it's a little uh, cartoonish, but, uh, but I mean, but that's my own opinion on that. Some people would really super love it. And yeah. I think it, I think it works well. It's, it's, it, yeah. it, it works really, really great. And I think it's also, um, kind of, well, I think the iPhone, I think the iOS seven will be, um, creating some type of, uh, social evolutionary engineering because all the people that don't have excellent eyesight, are going to basically crash their vehicles and die and <laughs> will not have children. So our society is going to have become, have much better vision after right. this version right. of iOS. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, if, yeah. if there is a scientist out there that can develop a more incredible peripheral vision, <laughs> I think that would be, that would benefit us. Well, I think there's new there's iOS seven magnifying glasses that are being sold now. So it's a it's a huge burgeoning business business. And we should get into it. Maybe Tech Move iPhone Tech Move iOS seven magnifying lenses. Or maybe that, or that, that that Google Glass stuff. Or Google like, Glass, but just for iOS seven so you can actually read the really fine lettering. <laughs> especially from more than two feet away. Yeah, that, that ultra sharp lettering. I, I I've <laughs> I feel like I need bivocals by the way by the way I have to hold it like inches away from my face. Yeah, well you know those um those things that you put in the back of your van so you can it magnifies the view in the back window. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just get some of those and slap That's them right. on our phones. Uh, or either that or I'm going to hang a ma- a uh, microscope around my neck. And I- <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'll instead of favor flavor flaves uh clock, I'll hang around a microscope so I can read my phone. <laughs> so blind. Yeah, I think there might be a way to to increase the thickness of the lettering. I heard that that was a possibility. But I do find that especially it's actually okay when you're you're using it like holding in your hand. 
Right. Cause it, that, that seems like it's, but when it's a little bit farther away, like, uh, you know, 18 inches to 24 inches, which is kind of what you have. If you put it in your windshield for navigation, like use older. it in a cradle on, uh, yeah. on your car or something like that. Yeah. I find it's a little fine. Like <laughs> you think I've, <laughs> I find it, I find it like some of the lettering is a little hard to see. Yeah, and then while I'm squinting, trying to figure out what it's saying, I could easily have an accident. So, <laughs> my dad has one of those uh, uh, jeweler magnifying things, yeah. you know, that you attach uh-huh. to a desk. And yeah, it has and a light. Oh, we, yeah. we should att- we should sell that to also attach to a dashboard just for you. Oh, that's and we'll, perfect. Yeah, and we'll have that. That will be yeah, fantastic. Have like a little Surrey home button on it. Right. And just a little closer, everything closer. Actually, no, we won't have any electronics on it. Oh, it'll just, oh, it'll just be, be manual. Old just, just old be school. Old school. And you could fry ants with it too, with, with, with the clamp at the end, <laughs> so it'll leave an impression on the car wherever you're clamping yeah. it onto. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, get it. So getting back to the phone itself, other than the fine print and everything else, um, screen looks great though. I mean, it the does, screen, it does actually, look really good. Yeah, I do. I really do like the screen. I think it's, I don't know if it's, my impression is things just seem a little bit sharper yeah. on, on this version of the phone. Right. right. And, um, and then That's a couple things heard. that I, that I are interesting and I kind of like them, although I think I need to fine tune is the fingerprint reader. Oh, how is which, that? Is that relatively accurate? Well, honestly, I haven't really seen if it doesn't work with other people, but <laughs> like right. I haven't said here, try to open my phone. Just right. try. I dare you. But, uh, I tried it myself and it keeps me out of the phone for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's that's awesome. it's very excellent security for me. <laughs> no users. Very right. secure. <laughs> if that, I just that go, thing go is protected. Nuts, if I go nuts and decide to just buy everything on, on the Amazon app or through <laughs> iTunes, I can't. So it's really protecting me from myself. Very good. Now that is security <laughs> at the utmost. Uh, it's actually, so it's actually okay. And you, the training part is is interesting. You just kind of keep, pre- you go into the general uh, system preferences or whatever it's called, system settings. And then there's this uh, security thing. It's kind of where you used to put in your password. Right. Um, it's There's just more stuff for fingerprints now. Like it could, there's more stuff to add at the at the bottom of that screen, and then you add you can add I think up to six fingerprints, six different ones. So you could actually have your your spouse or somebody else you trust with a phone uh, add their fingerprint too. That's what I was wondering. I was wondering if it you know has any you know like what if you don't uh, what if you don't have a thumb you know can you use a toe yeah. can you use a you know. A- uh, I don't think you can use. I think it's really specific to prints. Although I heard that you could use your cat or dog paw, really to activate. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried that, but uh, we should try that sometime. Yes, but I don't know if you can use other body parts. Maybe your toe. Maybe your toe. It's kind of weird, but you just keep pressing it in different spots on your thumb. The thumb is the only thing I've actually used because that's I never use my other fingers to turn it on. Oh, um, only the thumb, huh? Yeah, for me, it's just, you know, I'm holding it with one hand, and and I just, like, it, if I hold my left hand, I'll just use my left thumb to turn it on. Right. But you could use other fingers if you're used to using other fingers. You keep pressing it, and it kind of reads it, and it fills in this little picture of a thumbprint or a fingerprint. Like, if you press it once, it's just kind of partially filled, and then you press it again, and then more, more parts of the print get filled. So it kind of is a progress bar, but for fingerprints. 
it I don't think it really is doing anything other than giving you a, a fancy way to show progress that it's almost done. Right. Uh, or how far it's, and you just keep pressing it and it says, do it again, do it again, do it again. And then finally it says, okay, success. We've, we've got your print. So really what, what's quicker the numerical, a uh, keypad that was, uh, you know, uh, before all this or, mm-hmm. or, or this thumb, uh, th- this, uh, uh, fingerprint scanner. Honestly, I don't know. I don't think it's that much quicker to use the thumb because you have to, you actually have to hold the thumb for a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like you press it and just instantly is it unlocks. You actually have to hold it for a couple seconds to for it to um, recognize your thumbprint and then open up the screen. I guess that's kind of good. But at least it makes you feel like, hey, it's it's actually trying to read it, and not just pass it along just because there's a warm thumb on there, right? Um, and then, but a lot of at least with me so far. Um, it's not working a hundred percent the first time. Like I have to press it again. Mm. And I think, and I think it's got something on a safety thing. If you keep pressing it and trying it, it won't, won't let you in at all until you put the pin in. Mm. So I've, I think right now it's only really reading it the first time, like 50% of the time. And then about 10, 10 to 25% of the time I, I eventually have to enter my pin cause it just doesn't work. Right. So it could have been just because I didn't feed it good information initially, reading my thumb. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to train it better, so that it's a little bit more accurate, and maybe read on on the internet what uh, what's the best way to train it and what other people are experiencing. If if I'm unusually bad uh, recognition or typical or or whatever. So, but it's a great idea. It's actually you know again Apple is is really breaking ground with this. Because ultimately, if it works well, it, it will be very secure and and quicker. Mm-hmm. So, and you won't have to uh, remember your codes. You just have to have your thumb or right. your finger. So, just remember to bring your fingers along. <laughs> right. Don't don't leave those at home. <laughs> right. No, that's good. Yeah. You know, other than what we talked about last week, the iOS seven things, which aren't really five S specific, uh, other than a couple things on the phone, and I think the camera is probably one of the more uh, special things about the 5S. Which is and, which is good for tech move because that's what we specialize in. Right. And I just thought that, oh, wow, I just uh, pressed the camera app and it crashed. The whole phone crashed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got the Apple symbol. Oh, that's great. Oh, but it came back really quick. Oh, so, it did. Yeah, I don't know if it crashed or just temporarily decided it was going to crash. And I'm trying to open it, and I can't. So I'm going to put the pin in. Live examples. You, 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 mean you, you mean you actually have to reset the thing right now? No. It's, it, came, it, it showed me the Apple thing, okay, right. and then it just came back to the home screen. So I don't know if it just rebooted or just the camera crashed or something minor crashed. Mm. That's weird. Hmm. Anyway. But okay, now I'm back to the camera app um and the camera app's kind of kind of cool it's so before there were really only two choices you could either be video mode or 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 uh picture mode photo mode right correct yeah um and that was just a little slider which was kind of annoying to use so now there's an, another annoying there's more choices and there's another annoying way to select things which is <laughs> along the bottom of the frame of the picture mm. uh, are several choices 
for what you want to do. So there's video and photo. Those are the old ones. Um, and then there's a square uh, choice. So basically, it's just a non-wide version of the camera. Okay. Uh, and then there's a pano choice. Actually, there was a pano choice before, but it was something you had to go into the options to yes. activate. You're, oh, but now it's it's available just straight. Yeah, and it's one of the selections. And the way it's the way it's selected is you just you have these. Uh, let me see. There's one, two, three, four, five. There's five uh, choices right above the the soft uh, picture taking button. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you just slide, you basically slide it to the selection you want, and then it goes into that mode. So that that part's faster. I like that a lot. That's pretty. Um, good. It's a little. Sometimes you can accidentally hit the uh, take take the picture button because it's right above right the uh, selections for what mode you want to be in are right above that button. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty easy just to take a picture by accident or start a video by accident. Now there's now there's a couple features that I'm going to talk about in the. Um, in the phone. Well, first of all, I think the photo taking, I think the camera is really nice. I think, you know, the five camera was nice. I think the five S camera is even nicer. Really? Yeah. I think for whatever they're doing they're the lenses are better or something. It's sharper and more tones. It's like more dynamic range. Um, so they so look, I, they, they look really good from what I've seen. Just the few pictures I've taken in the last three days, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I was very pleased with the last camera's pictures. I it seems like this camera is even better. Wow! Just quality of of just the standard photos, and and also the HDR photos are really nice too. Wow. Um, there's a couple features that I really like that I just tried out yesterday for the first time. One is the burst mode. Oh, and mm-hmm. yeah, basically you just put it in photo mode, and then instead of, um, and I'm actually going to put it in that mode. So you just put it in photo mode, and then you just all you have to do is just hold down the um, the either the the plus volume hard button on the side, mm-hmm. or I think you can just hold down the um, yeah the soft button on the screen, and it will just take probably ten to twenty frames per second of still pictures. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. That sounds like yeah, a it's, lot. It's a lot of pictures. In fact, it's kind of annoying because it's almost like too many pictures because right. you can. Just in a couple seconds, you can have like 200 pictures. No wonder you got 64 gigs. <laughs> I know. That's going to um, go the, very quickly. Yeah. And then I'm not uh, positive about how to cull those pictures. Like if you have to do it manually, there's, but what happens is when you're looking at your photos uh, app where it shows all the photos you've taken, uh, they, they are grouped together. And then when you click on them, you can then decide which ones you want to keep. And then I think it takes those out. And puts them into the main camera roll. Hmm. So in your camera roll, you'll see this group of pictures, uh, just one picture representing the group of pictures. You click on that, and then you can further drill in and and see the the ones you want to select. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool because, and that's just basically like burst mode in a in a still DSLR or something like that. Yeah. Where and you do this right? You've actually told that told me that you take you take bursts a lot. I do. That, yeah. that, 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 that's really uh, my preferred way of doing like, um, let's say a group shot. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, that, that seems to be my most favorite way because pretty much you're, you're insured of getting at least one good one out of, out of the 10 or 15 that I usually take for, for one shot. Yeah. 
So I think it's that theory um, that there'll be some expression that you might not be able to get if you're just taking one shot at a time that you can capture if you're taking multiple frames over a, a few second period. So the phone can take hundreds of frames and then you go through and choose the one you want. I guess you could even, and I've done this in the past, I've actually made composite photos where you know, when somebody looks pretty good in one picture, but in the other picture, somebody else looks pretty good. Right. So you actually can merge them by just cutting their faces out or their body or something, and you can merge them and make it look like it's one picture. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. So so that, that opens up a lot of possibilities. It's just that, like, I, I connected it to my iPhoto uh, app on my Mac, and, you know, there's one, one, one little uh, burst mode had, like, 300 pictures in it. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I had, do, do, do you think you can dial that down a little bit? So that the frame rate's lower? Yeah. Because, I mean, um, that, really, that really is, like, a lot. And, you know, it's, it's like, um, like, my camera, I think it only takes, like, uh, I don't know, like, six frames per second or something like that at, at most, at absolute most. And, um, you know, if yours is doing, like, a ton of them, yeah, you know, honestly, th th there's there's very little variation with that quick of a burst, you know, when it comes to your subjects. Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess I, you know, I I think I'm gonna have to research that. I'll just yeah. research it now. Let me see. Um, iPhone burst mode frame rate. Yeah, if there's a variation on that, I think that that would, uh, you know, that would be you know, probably much more useful to the, uh, you know, to the average consumer. Right. Uh, it's 10 frames per second burst mode. Oh, well, so that's not, that's not too bad. That's yeah. not too bad. That's not too bad, yeah. but still 10 is a lot. I mean, it, 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 it can be a lot. Yeah. You know, like, I don't see any, I don't see any way of customizing that to make it less. Yeah. There might be, but I think it's just do, do, built do you, in. Do you think that would be true? That that would be a bit more useful if you could dial that down a little bit. I think it could be more useful, um, you know, to five or or something less. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. We have to research that and come back later and see if there's any way to make an adjustment on that. I maybe, think I just. Maybe, I think I just made tech move a fortune. If we can program something, some sort of. Uh, <laughs> hack to 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 dial that down i, I we think could we could throw the app change. in along with the magnifying <laughs> that's right. like a little extra it'll make people just have to buy the magnifying glass <laughs> that's right that's right oh that's great <laughs> so and and so that's that's a pretty that's that's pretty innovative i mean that's going to be really that is great it's, though it, it's annoying in a way but i'd rather have that all those pictures to choose from Especially, and, and there's going to be real situations like the ones I was taking yesterday were, you know, adults that were, you know, pretty good at posing and stuff. But uh, there's going to be situations with kids or animals or whatever. You can't make them pose, right? Correct. Or if you do, it's just a miracle. That's right. So it'll be a way, way to get those really uh, hard to get shots. Oh, yeah. And, absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's why they did. So that's that's pretty innovative as well. Another thing that's amazingly innovative, at least in a self in a mobile phone camera, is the slow mo. Oh, that's right. They uh, that was supposed to be a a huge new feature with the uh, new iPhones. Yeah, and it's it's 120 frames per second. Ooh, wow. Yeah. And, and yeah. okay, so have you tried that? 
little feature. I did. I tried it with somebody pretending they were passing out and hitting their head on the table <laughs> yesterday. Now, now, they were going at hopefully full speed, and you're using the 120 setting. E- yeah, well, they weren't. They were actually kind of going slow-mo. A anyway, little slower. They didn't want to hurt themselves. It was they were pretending. I really wanted them to do it for real. That's too they, bad. I I would have I would have <laughs> staged some sort of way to at least cause some sort of accident, so it'd be much more realistic. We're filmmakers. We're, we're there for realism. Yeah. Well, I did. You know, put some ice on the floor and was waiting, but nobody stepped on it. Banana peels and everything. Yeah, banana like that. peels. It just didn't happen. Next time, next party. Yeah, next party. They're gonna have to watch out for me. <laughs> Got my slow mo up. <laughs> Come on, people! I want to try out this 120 frames per second. Come on. Maybe you know, blindfold a couple of waiters with a tray full of champagne glasses. Put a little Something rope like across the yeah. bottom oh, there of the you floor. Go. Them. Just trip pull wire. it. Yeah, trip wire and just trip wire. Perfect. Next next party. Thank you. Watch out, everybody. <laughs> These ideas are just flowing. <laughs> flowing so so it was it was it was pretty impressive though the slow-mo was pretty good it's a little i don't know it's probably not as high quality as the normal video just from looking at it i didn't really analyze i didn't later go back to my big screen and analyze it but just looking at it on the phone it looked a little like the edges were a little video-ish compared to the normal video mode it wasn't quite as sharp um and it may be because they're actually using techniques that are under sampling to get that frame rate that's what a lot of um, like cheap, cheap uh, point and shoots that do slow mo, like some of the Casios do that. They actually um, lower the resolution uh, in order to increase the frame rate because the electronics and stuff can only really go so fast. So something has to give. Oh, okay, get it. I got yeah. it. Got it. Yeah. yeah. So maybe they're doing that, but it's still it's still pretty cool. And mm. I think there's even a built in like ramping editor, so you can make those those uh, stereotypical now nowadays stereotypical ramping shots where things are really slow and then they speed up to normal and slow down or vice versa. Oh, right. So, got it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. All in so, the same shot. Right. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And I think they have a way of doing that and then uploading it to yeah. your, uh, video, uh, sharing service of choice. So, uh, yeah. Um, so that's, that's the, that's the slum. And just, just from a frame rate point of view, so that's 120 frames per second. So that's actually one quarter the speed of the normal video on this phone, which is um, 30 frames per second. 30 frames per second is the normal video output that, uh, that, that is just regular speed. Yep. That's what the phone normally puts out. 29.97 mm-hmm. is, is the actual frame rate, but it just mm-hmm. gets rounded up to 30, right. 30 frames when we kind of talk about it. Right. And, uh, and that, that maybe that goes into something else that, you know, this whole frame rate thing and... and well, what, I, I am very interested in that because, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of different uh, specs that you read in catalogs and stuff about frame rates and certain cameras can do this. You know, we're, we're, we're now talking about the iPhone 5S, right? And, uh, but then, you know, of course there's, you know, the things like the you know the the Canon uh, uh, 5Ds, the 7Ds, the you know my Micro Four Thirds uh, Panasonic cameras, all, all the different frame rates that one can achieve with certain cameras. Some of them have varying uh, abilities to do so. Why don't we talk a little bit about frame rates uh, and their differences? Sure. Yeah. 
we could talk about that. We could talk a little bit about the the history of of frame rates and and how how it started. Actually, this is kind of cool because I just saw this. I don't know if you've seen this movie, but there's a interesting, well, amazing movie called Hugo. Did you ever hear? Oh about yeah, that movie? yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. I saw that. It, I, that I did see. Yeah, and that was actually kind of a tribute by Martin Scorsese, Scorsese, who's who's usually a director that directs like gangster movies, or at least that's been his claim to fame in the past. That's how he made his riches. A lot, a lot of them. I mean, he's yeah. an amazing director, yeah. but a lot of them are, you know, this kind of violent gangster movies. That's right. Um, but uh, this one was kind of a kids movie. Um, but kind of it was actually ish, a little fantasy ish. Yeah, kind of a fantasy. Um, and but it was really a tribute. He kind of made it as a tribute to the the uh, birth of film. Uh, there were there were some homage, homages to various filmmakers. Uh, including the the main character of the film. Spoiler alert: <laughs> uh, who was one of the first filmmakers before around the turn of this nineteenth of the nineteenth uh, century? So it was um, around the nineteen hundreds. This guy, through maybe nineteen fifteen or so, was a uh, one of the first filmmakers and had his own studio, and and that turned out to be the main character in the film. But uh, but the frame rates back then, and that was the beginning of film when basically they didn't even uh, they didn't even have mechanical m- motors to drive the cameras. Right, you had, you had to use that hand crank, right? In order, yeah, they actually had the hand crank, and the hand crank wasn't like a like a winding thing with a spring. It was actually the thing that was moving the film through through the camera. Right. So the 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 operator who was turning it was actually. Uh, whatever rate he turned at was how it would come out at the end when it was developed and projected. <laughs> so, right. Uh, I think the projectors might have had motors and things, and so maybe the projectors um, would run at a constant speed. But the uh, certainly the cameras back then were were all you know human powered. <laughs> right. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why if you had timing back then, you could have made a fortune. <laughs> yes i think you can, i think that was the prerequisite right. for you know like when they had when they put their uh their call for uh camera operators on on craigslist back right. then they <laughs> must have a uh consistent and reproducible cranking rate they got to be able to crank the they got to be able to crank this at 29.97 <laughs> frames per second not not one m- second more not a second less and we'll yeah. be timing you, <laughs> if not off to the stockades. Yeah. So I guess what they realized early on is that you know film is just the original film, and and video is just a sequence of still images that are played one after the other, and then if they're played fast enough, there's this illusion of motion uh, where right, right. it seems like it's actually moving. But um, I think uh, up to maybe t- twelve frames per second, it, it you can detect that they're individual images that are played in sequence. But then once it starts to getting a little bit beyond that, between maybe 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, uh, then, then it starts to look like a movie where maybe it's a little bit jerky looking, but it's still smooth enough where you, you did, you sense that it's a continuous thing going on. And then I'm sure it feels a little more natural too. Yeah. Once it gets beyond, uh, like 14 to 26 is when it starts getting natural, more natural. 
Um, but the earlier films, they, if you look at the, any of those, um, classics, you know, where they have some of the really early films, they look a little bit jerky. Yeah. And, and that's because they, they were actually kind of going at a slower frame rate. They just weren't cranking as fast as they do in modern films. Um, so those, those were more like 14 to 18 frames per second. Sometimes they would actually crank faster. Um, and then that would actually slow the action down when it was played back later. So basically the faster the frame rate is when you're filming it, when you're playing it back, it's slower. So that's why on the iPhone, when you do 120 frames per second, it's actually a quarter speed because you're projecting it back at 30 frames per second. Hmm. So that's, hmm. that's why it turns out being slow. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, just kind of a history of the frame rates. So it turned out that, uh, film is expensive. So if you could get away with it, you would want to actually have a, a lower frame rate to, to, uh, project realistically. So if you could get away with 10 frames per second, you'd only be using half the amount of film in purchasing the film, developing it and projecting it as you would with 20 frames per second. Right. But, but 10 frames is too slow. It's too jerky. And even 20 was a little bit too slow. You still sense a little bit of jerkiness. So what basically happened was I think it was maybe the twenties to thirties. They decided to kind of standardize on 24 frames per second. Um, and, and also another reason that, the rate was standardized was because sound started to be included in films and you had to have a standard frame rate because you had to have the film going through the projector at a constant rate so that it could be played in all the different projection houses and the sound would actually be normal sounding because right. they were recording the sound along with the film at this point. So uh, that's, that's basically why, and this was way back in the like 19, late 1910s to 20s is when the frame rate started to be established at 24 frames per second and that's still what's being used now pretty much is the 24 I mean, frames per second that's considered to be the cinema frame rate mm -hmm. at this point like all the all the blu-rays that we see right now right 24 frames per second is the standard rate and a lot of the movie theaters we see is 24 for the from pretty much any standard movie it's 24 frames per second uh there's some exceptions to that actually nowadays mm -hmm. Um, well, one, one of the exceptions was actually started with TV, the introduction of video. So during uh, video, think, a little bit different than film, I'm going to guess it's, it's different because, and it's just a practical consideration because for whatever reason, uh, the United States chose a certain cycles per second for, uh, the power grid, <laughs> which turned out to be 60 cycles per second. And that's okay. so all the all the generators and all the things that were generating alternate alternating current AC power uh -huh. um, decided on 60, 60 cycles per second. So the the alternating current would go one way and then back the other way sixty sixty times per second. Hmm. And all the all the motors and everything that were running all the video and the and the cameras and everything else were using. They didn't have very good um, like computerish crystal timers back then they were they had to use something else as a really steady reference so the steadiest reference that they could use would be the ac power that was coming into the outlets mm, okay. and they would yeah and they would they would just base their timing on those outlets so on that on that cycling of the outlet so they chose a multiple of that 60 cycles so um that's how uh video got to be basically 30 frames per second 
but mm. it was actually based on 60 cycles. It would do um, one six one sixtieth. It would do one frame. It would be basically doing two 30 frames per second interlaced frames uh, per that per second based on the timing. So it's kind of it's kind of like thirty frames per second, but it's interlaced, right? Um, and that's why inter and the the bane of interlacing still exists, <laughs> right? 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 Which I <laughs> think we've talked about. Yeah. So um, so thirty frames per second is close to twenty four frames per second. Um, sixty frames per second is way faster than twenty four frames frames per second. So it's a little bit harder to see a progressive thirty frames per second than um, than uh, like a progressive 60 it's hard to see the difference between that and 24 um but you probably notice the difference between like watching a soap opera on tv and watching a a movie on tv oh yeah, the, yeah the, the, there's a different there's a different f uh feel for uh for a lot of these you know it, it's that it's that age-old uh uh argument about film versus videotape yeah yeah so and the and the reason thing things look a little like it's really that soap opera effect is because they're using that that sixty interlaced mm -hmm. uh, frame rate. Mm -hmm. It it almost it looks maybe realistic, right? But all the edges are kind of it's just this difference difference we have psychologically between looking at video versus film, right? And it's kind of because of the frame rate. Huh. So um, I don't know if you saw. Uh, the Hobbit. Uh, or heard I, heard about it? Uh, yeah, I, I've heard about it. I, yeah. I, I, for me, I'm not a big fan. I'm okay, not a big yeah. fan of that. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan either. Yeah. But, um, but the Hobbit was actually filmed in in 48 frames per second. Oh, yeah, that's it was, odd. This, yeah, it was it was it was an experiment, and it was a way to get closer to reality. So we'd already gotten three gone 3D as a way of getting closer to reality. And then Peter Jackson, who's the director and producer of The Hobbit, and and previously the Lord of the Rings stuff, mm -hmm. among other things, mm -hmm. pretty amazing director. Um, he uh, he decided he was going to kind of break some ground and and record this, essentially record the first big movie at twice the frame rate of normal movies. So and how did it look? Well, honestly, I have not seen the forty-eight frames per second version of okay. it. Uh -huh. That was basically only played in the theaters, but um, and I and I have the Hobbit um on Blu-ray, but uh, it's 3D, so it's actually only playing at 30 frames per second on my okay. 3D system. It looked, right. I liked it a lot. It looked really good in in my 3D 30P system, mm -hmm. but um, but I heard that in the theaters that it kind of looked like a soap opera, <laughs> and everybody <laughs> hated it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So at least with the people that could tell the difference and this is, it's all relative. It's all what you're looking for. Sure. You know, like I think with us, you know, with us filmmakers or people that are sensitive to visuals, sure. We, we will notice it. Right. Um, and it's kind of like, it's actually really similar to now. Um, and if, if you go to Best Buy or those, those, uh, places where there's, you know, Costco, where there's tons of different TVs playing different things. Right or sometimes the same thing. Sometimes they'll have those those extra frame interpolation um, uh, screens up. I don't know if you've seen those. Yeah, I have. I I have. Yeah, and you'll look at this movie that normally looks really good, but this on this screen it looks like a like a soap opera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh huh. It, it it just says 
Well, you know, sometimes in those stores too, just their overall settings are a little bit oversaturated. And oh yeah, like that too. Yeah, so they bump but, everything but, way up. But. Right, but what a lot of TV manufacturers now are starting to do is they're actually doing this thing called frame interpolation. So even if something is a movie and it's done on twenty four frames per second, they're actually generating new frames in between, and they're projecting them to get this high frame rate. Hmm. And they say it's really good for action. Because you know, the action isn't blurry. Because sometimes if you have really fast action in a movie or something, you'll, well, if it's happening too fast, there's there's not a lot of information. So they think it looks better if you add more information in between. Mm. So it's probably really good if you're watching something like football, you know, or or something like sports. Right. But basically, it makes uh, cinema movies look, I think, look like a soap opera. Kind of look like The Hobbit. <laughs> It makes everything look like the Hobbit. So, but I, I think it's possible that that might become the look of the future. Huh? This kind of this kind of soap opera look because it seems like the average people may like it. Hmm. Like like average people that don't know much about cinema just say, "Oh yeah, it's okay." Right. Just kind of take whatever's fed to them. Right. 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 So, right. So it, anyway, it, yeah, it, you know, it is, it is funny how, how some of these things, you know, in the theater is such a different look than it is on your TV screen, right? Whether yeah. it be plasma, LCD, whatever it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when, when you're, when you're in the theater, you know, it looks a little, you know, sometimes the, the, the desire is to have a little bit grain, a little bit darker, maybe you, you know, uh, you, you're you forgiving of that when you're at home, you want the bright, you know, and you want the bright brights and the really super dark blacks and stuff like that. And, uh, you, you know, and sometimes I, I think the video gives off that, that kind of look a little bit better. Yeah. Things seem a little bit sharper, yeah. possibly more lifelike. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Y- but you know, like another one of those talks we've had before, you know, is, is it filmic? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Is so, it filmic or not? Yeah. So. Well, anyway, so that was just a little, a little sidestep into frame rates, kind of the history of it and what may be in the future, uh, which is everything looks like the Hobbit. <laughs> everything is moving to uh, 120 frames per second. Everyone yeah. is uh, moving to the Hobbit. And uh, and we're moving away yeah. from from film and natural, uh, going to three D and essentially cloning people. So right, and everybody has hairy feet, and and big and everybody feet. And, and big big, feet, big hairy feet, and right. everybody has pointy ears. That's and... a, that's a world that I can't wait to live in. <laughs> <laughs> and then there'll be this uh, this strange guy with a white beard and a staff that says you shall not pass i you know like i I, i've never known whether or not you know and and i and i you know for those fans out there who 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 like lord of the rings the hobbit and stuff like that is, is it supposed to be a futuristic thing or is it in the past or is it just a fantasy thing because those guys are all short and uh, you know, it, you think with human growth hormones and all this kind of stuff, they'd be a little bit bigger, they'd be a little bit powerful, more powerful. All this, they're short. 
anyway. Well, there's short ones and there's normal ones. Right. And well, yeah. what happened and to those guys? Gigantic ones. That's what. Well, that's what I'm wondering. What happened to those well, guys? They live in the Shire. <laughs> they have to be short. Their houses are small. They have very small doorways. <laughs> that's right. They ran out of lumber. <laughs> well, of course. All right. <laughs> there's a limited amount of lumber. A lot of the trees are like come alive and fight each other in the forest, so you can't use them for wood. Well, that is a uh, <laughs> that's a horribly interesting uh, discussion that we just had on frame rates. Uh, of course, we parlayed it initially with the uh, with the iPhone 5s. Uh, let's review and uh, let's talk about you know what a great experience you had with the iPhone 5s. What a great time you had with the uh, 120 frames per second uh, on the thing, and uh, how your next uh, endeavor will be to uh, uh, take some of that footage, put it on the Mac Pro, and see what it really looks like, I think. I think that okay. should be your next thing, and you, you, you should give us a review of what footage you can actually pull off of the iPhone 5S. Okay, I'll come back with that review. Excellent, excellent. Okay, uh, we're going to take a little bit of break, and we will come back with more shenanigans here on Tech Move. We'll be right back. Hi, folks. Keith Moreau here in the Tech Move podcast studios. I just wanted to let our listeners know that in the next segment, we actually witness Rod's hard drive dying in the form of occasional dropouts. So don't worry. It's not you. It's us. But it's not too awful. Hope you enjoy it. I am Rod Louie, and with me is the one and only Keith Moreau. Keith, how are you today? I'm very good, Rodney. How are you? Oh, I'm doing excellent. Thank you very much. Especially excited about what we're going to be talking about today. And what we're going to be talking about is the super, super uh, highly anticipated uh, Apple event that happened uh, uh, in October of 2013. You know, I don't know what the the date of it was, but it was as of this recording. It was a few days ago, and it happened in San Francisco. It was the big launch of the highly anticipated iPads that were coming out. At least that's what the the, the big to-do was supposed to be, right, Keith? Yeah. People knew that, well, knew and hoped that yeah. there would be new iPads. Right. It's been a while. Yeah. But I think they also knew and hoped there would be other other things announced. And they, they really did announce a lot of new stuff, a lot of new hardware. They, and they, a lot of new software, actually. They, they, they did. They announced a ton of things. But you know what? Before we get on to that, let's get on with a couple other things here first. First of all, folks, you are listening to the one and only Tech Move, uh, where we would greatly appreciate it if you would subscribe to us on iTunes. You just go into iTunes and you find us there and you type in Tech Move. And subscribe. It's as easy as that. Then you'll always have us whenever we put out our episodes once every 10 years. Right. And uh, <laughs> and and when you do subscribe and you listen to us, and if you like us, uh, give us a review. Because it's actually important to uh, the other people that want to see if it's a podcast worth listening to. Um, and also, it's good for our sponsors, too, to know that people like the podcast and are, and are listening. Absolutely. And, you know, you can find us a bunch of other ways, too. You can also find us on our website, 
which is, of course, www.techmovepodcast.com. And uh, you can always see what we're up to on the website there, which is a fantastic way. On the website, it's a good way to, to if we refer to some product or something in the podcast, there's a, there, there, there's a fair chance that it might be covered on the website. <laughs> so you... You might have, you can attempt to go to the website and find out more information. Well, you know what's important there though is that if you do go to the website, you can actually help our little podcast and this little to do that we do, uh, and help sponsor us. And Keith, why don't you tell them how they can do that through our website? It's actually really easy. Is you it? Just go to, it's so easy. It is. Uh, and I, I did it today. People, actually, <laughs> I really did. Oh, oh, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people buy buy stuff through Amazon, and at this point, almost everything is av- available on Amazon. I mean, I was actually looking for some uh, lip balm today, and I was able to get a tube for $26 on Amazon. So <laughs> everything is available. <laughs> All the reviews were, are you kidding? $26 for one tube? <laughs> Uh, it's not a tube it's a tub you're you're using you're using the wrong letters there it's a tub not tube okay but uh no really i mean i pretty much if i can get it on amazon even even if it's available in a in a supermarket or a department store i usually buy it on amazon because it's just so much easier to order something and have it delivered to your door and usually the prices are good and and the and the return policies are really excellent in amazon too if you if you get something and you don't like it you can easily return it. They make it so easy. So anyway, the way the way to help the podcast and also buy stuff through Amazon with really no extra cost to yourself is to go to techmovepodcast.com slash Amazon. That's it. And, and it'll yeah, that, go directly to Amazon and then you can just shop normally, whatever you do. Yeah, it kind of gives a, a, a just gives us a little kudos uh, on the on the Amazon side of things and uh, help sponsors uh, the podcast. Let, let me share with you what I did today. I needed to order some uh, protein powder, and oh. uh, and I went to techmovepodcast.com slash Amazon, mm-hmm. and I found my protein powder and ordered it. So oh, that's, that's great, right? Yeah, no, it's fantastic. So I am supporting the, uh, the mothership known as TechMove. So uh, I encourage all of the listeners to do that as well. There's also... Other ways to find us out there on the net, you can find us on our Facebook page. Uh, just look for us under Tech Move Podcast. Is that correct? That's correct. Just go to Facebook slash Tech Move Podcast and you'll get there. Right. And then uh, take a wild guess. We're also on Twitter, folks. And uh, the way you reach us there is at Tech Move Podcast. I think this is a trend. What do you think? It's a trend. Tech Move Podcast. Tech Move is the whole thing, right? It really makes it very easy to remember. All you need to remember is Tech Move Podcast, and you're pretty much there. You're I know in. I know people who are uh, tattooing that on their forearms right now. <laughs> so, uh, also, we've got a great new uh, thing that you can also find us on. Uh, besides iTunes, uh, you can also find us on a cool mobile app called Stitcher. And Keith, why don't you share with our fine listeners what that is all about? Oh, well, Stitcher is just a way to to just listen to our podcast streaming uh, other than going through iTunes and, and subscribing through that. And you just go to stitcher.com and do a search for TechMove, and you'll have the newest episode 
uh, available or or other episodes available if you go further into the Tech Move podcast um, so, uh, part of the site. So it's a, it's a great way to listen on your Android devices if you don't happen to have an iPhone or or your computer or any other. Pretty much plays on any device that you can think of. Yeah, you know, a lot of people out there are using uh, uh, Windows Mobile uh, right now. And so there's a lot of folks out there using that. So it'll be good yep. that they can use Stitcher uh, to listen to us there. Yep. The 75 people that actually use Windows Mobile will be able to get TechMoo Podcast. <laughs> one of my close friends actually does use it. So he will oh. be one. Okay, good. So, so, that, so that's good. The good for him. Uh, okay, so obviously uh, we are available in every form and fashion. So, folks, uh, go out there, find us, subscribe to us, like us, uh, uh, whatever you want to do. Uh, and uh, oh, and an ever important thing uh, too is also to reach us via email. Keith, our uh, email address. It's pretty easy. It, it's info at techmovepodcast.com. Thank you. <laughs> you see? <laughs> All you have to remember is techmovepodcast.com, and somewhere you'll find us that way. So that's fantastic. Okay. So with all that business out of the way, and uh, uh, again, our, our good friends out there, thank you so much for listening to us and, and, and coming along for the ride. We were having a great time doing it. But let us talk right now about the Apple event that happened uh, here in October of 2013. It was uh, kind of billed as a iPad uh, new launch uh, where we were eagerly awaiting new iPads. And, uh, you know, Apple delivered. They, they brought out a whole bunch of things, not only iPads, but a bunch of other things. Let's go with the new iPad Air. It's the fifth generation iPad where it's super thin. It's supposed to be pretty darn fast. It's got a new processor on it. And uh, and from what I also understood in the keynote, uh, a lot more screen space uh, uh, on the thing. I think the, 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 the bezels are a little bit thinner. And so mm-hmm. it's all uh, so supposedly you get a little bit more real estate on the iPad. Is it that the the bezel that the the blank or the dark spot is or the white spot is smaller or is it that you actually get more screen area? I think you get more screen area. I mean that's really? what the, yeah, I think that you know how uh uh you the you know I have a what what was at the time called uh the new iPad which is what was that the third third one or something like that? Right. Uh, you know, I would say that my bezel is about what half an inch, three quarters of an inch. This one's supposed to be much smaller. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I forgot what it is. Uh, and and it it's you know right there to the edge. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they say that it's twenty percent thinner than the last one, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh. Exactly 7.5 millimeters. I'll be holding them to that when I break out my ruler. And if it's a 7.6, boy, are they going to hear it from me? I'll tell you that much. They also say that it weighs only a pound. And uh, and it's a little bit uh, less than the fourth generation iPad. And so it's the uh, lightest thing around. And I think one of the uh, big deals here with this iPad is that they upgraded it to a 64-bit A7 processor 
right uh which is what the same one that's in your new uh iphone 5s is that correct correct so yes. that so that's pretty so that's pretty uh exciting and they say that it's supposed to be you know pretty darn fast about uh eight times faster and uh in performance and 72 f- times faster in graphics performance um and it's supposed to be you know pretty good in in battery life about 10 hours Wow, and I see that it goes up to a 128 gigabyte model. Now that's very attractive, wouldn't you say? That is. I bet that's expensive. That <laughs> I, I, I like. I, I always like the way they do it, where they do prices start at. Yes, everything right? starts at starts at oh low low price, 500 bucks for Wi-Fi only. You know that's the 16 gigger, right? When you get that 128, what's that going to be? I'm going to just look on the on the site and see what with the highest end iPad Air costs. While you so. do that, I'll I'll give more prices. It's, so it's 500 bucks starting. So we're that that's probably going to be for the 16 gig and that's a Wi-Fi only version. And then plus uh they're starting for the 16 gig uh Wi-Fi with cellular and that starts at 629 and that's going to be available at the 1st of November. So right. Okay, so basically it's just $100 increments for each of the doubling of the memories. So the 32 gig is 599, the 64 gig is 699, the 128 gig is 799. You know, so. 799 doesn't really sound I mean, it's it's a lot of dough and that's certainly much more than I would ever pay, but it doesn't sound that much for a brand new Apple product like that that has so much space like that. Yeah, it's it's almost to the point where it's like a laptop. Yeah. And because it's got the retina display, so it's got a very high resolution display. In fact, it's well, it's it's similar to like a like an iMac in yeah. the number of pixels. Right. Um so that's that's pretty amazing. And then 128 gigabytes is not a not bad amount of memory. Yeah. You know, for it 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 sounds like a lot more than 499. Yeah, but when you think about it, it's got so much more memory. It's going to be much more useful to store all your stuff, all your photos and movies. That you might want to store on the device. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like to, you know, uh, you know, people carry around their i their iPads now, and to be able to carry around, you know, 128 gigs would be, you know, fantastic. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. No, yeah, that's good. Now so, let me ask you this. Here, here's a usage question. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, when something like that comes out, 120 gig, uh, 128 gig iPad Air. Mm-hmm. Now, would you rather have one of those, or would you rather have like a a, a MacBook Air? Um, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to say. I mean, personally, uh, I probably wouldn't get the full size iPad anymore. I would. You, oh, uh, oh, okay. Uh, uh, just full size iPad. Period. Yeah, I just I just think that they're I think that the mini is probably almost just as useful as the Air uh I mean as the standard iPad. It's going to be kind of confusing cuz now the only thing that used to be the Air was the MacBook Air and now we have the iPad Air. So right. when I say Air, you don't know what I'm talking about. Exactly. So um but I I I've worked a lot with the iPad mini. I don't actually have one, but my girlfriend has one and it's really nice. It's it's I find it to be about the same usefulness as the regular size. Right. Like you can do everything that you can do, but it's just smaller and lighter and more portable. 
Right. It's not, it's not such a pain to carry around. Like you can carry it around very easily, like in a big pocket. Right. You have one, um, or just, and it's very light and small and just kind of unobtrusive. Yeah. It doesn't get in the way. Um, so I guess for me, I would get the, I would get the mini, um, as opposed to the air for me. And then for computer work, I'd still get the, the Mac. If I want to get a really small and light one, I would get the, the MacBook air. Yeah. I find those to be pretty useful with the keyboard, you know, for the kind of stuff that I do. Right. I, I, I tend to agree with you. I think that, mm -hmm. you know, at 128 gigs and at, you know, what, 800 bucks, that's going to be, you know, I, I, I think an actual laptop computer might be a little bit more useful. I think it would have a little bit more use because the errors are not that much bigger than an iPad at this point. Right. Yeah, the, the smallest airs. They're they're exactly. a little bigger, but not. I not think they're huge. eleven inches. I think the smallest air is eleven inches, and yeah. which is uh, just like uh, just just a, a touch bigger, but it can you know obviously do so much more. Right, it's just much more versatile. You can run a lot of pro apps, even video editing, audio editing. Right. Yeah, I actually did a bunch of. I think I said in a previous podcast a bunch of audio editing and some video editing on on really long. Uh, flights and I use the air just because it's small and when you're squeezing in the small space uh, it, it's it's much easier to get that into that small space on the tray right in, fr in front of you than the, the larger MacBooks and it uses a little bit less power so you can get a little bit longer running time right so but I wouldn't be able to have, be able to do real real work of this type of stuff on the iPad air I just wouldn't be able to do it yeah, could use it to play movies and watch stuff and consume. Right, but not so much creating stuff. That, that's why I still think that you know a six gigabit, uh, a gigabyte uh, 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 iPad Air is still probably going to be a very popular item for them. I think so. That's probably the sweet spot. That's a, that's a nice that, that that's a nice place to be at sixty four yeah. gigs. If now if I was that'd be great. Yeah, but if I wanted to have something that I could just was as a consumer. And I, and I didn't want to have to have external storage or different ways, because there's different ways to kind of get more than that on your iPad, you know, by getting dongles and things like that. But it's kind of a pain because you have things hanging off of it and you have to transfer files or just do it over Wi-Fi or, you know, you have to have this extra thing along. So I could see that if you, you know, wanted to watch a bunch of movies or have a portfolio, portfolio of all your videos on there to show somebody, you know, like your demo reels, or it's possible that the 128 would have some use um uh, you, you, you know I, I i had a lot of hopes when i got my ipad to do kind of exactly what you're talking about yeah but in order to have that external type of stuff you pretty much have to jailbreak and do all this <laughs> stuff in order to, to to get to that point you know where, yeah. whereas if you had a you know a a a, a laptop then it's just you know, plugging it in. Oh, there it is, and you're right. you're rolling. And I think right. that I think that's kind of a good thing. Yeah, it is. I think that's kind of a good thing. But I think I think it's a you know I think it's still a pretty good price point. Uh, the iPads are out there, very ubiquitous. I mean, everybody has iPads. I very rarely see other types of tablets out there in the field. Yeah. Do you? I mean, I hardly ever see uh, Android tablets. I at agree. All. Even even though even though they're they're talking like you know, Android tablets are out there and they're, you know, overtaking the universe. Uh, I haven't seen one. Yeah. 
they're not really out there in the wild. Most people have iPads. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I I I think they've they they've cornered the market on on these things, and everyone is just fighting for seconds. <laughs> I think so. I think it, the the second place is pretty low down there. Yeah, and they're they're really in a lot of stores. I mean, they're all kinds of uh, electronic stores and Costco, and and they're maybe like a hundred dollars less than equivalent iPads, which isn't it's it's significant, but not that significant because you're kind of giving up a lot. I think. Right. Right. In functionality. I, so. I I think their big thing is they're trying to say how how expandable those other ones are, and I think a lot of people are just so uh, uh, pleased with the way it you know it interworks with their iPhones and their yeah you know and all that kind of stuff. It, it just works hand in hand pretty well. That is really the reason that um, I really love um, to use all these different Apple products because they're so they're so interrelated with iCloud and all the things that they share. Um, the, now they're even sharing the keychain with a new, and we'll talk about that later, but just, just the fact that you can update something on your iPad and, and potentially it synchronizes with all your other computers very easily. You can place play video and audio from one iOS devices to computers, to Apple TVs and, and really, they really interact with each other very seamlessly. I do um, like that. I do like yeah. that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. You can play, um, you know, slideshows. You can like. I just sometimes I go to my parents' house and I just, you know, I have a bunch of photos that I took on, or video I took on my my iPhone, and they have an Apple TV, and I just play it from my my iPhone over the wireless to the you to their Apple TV. It. You can yeah. airplay it right. And it's right just totally there. seamless. And yeah. to do that with, I I kind of have a feeling to do that with Android would would be like a geeks. You know, it might be fun for a geek, but <laughs> wouldn't yeah. be fun for anybody else. Exactly. <laughs> so, so that that kind of that that Apple um, that Apple infrastructure is very important to me, and I think for a lot of other people that have a bunch of different Apple products, that's that's just the beauty of it. Yeah. So yeah. they they really did that part well. They 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 did they 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 did a good job, and uh, yeah. uh, you know, and of course, uh, speaking about that, let 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 us talk about the iPad mini with retina display that they also introduced, uh, during the, uh, during the event. Right. Now that's something I might actually get. You might eventually. think about that, huh? Yeah. Because as I said, I've used them both. I mean, I, I own a couple iPads, the first and second generation, and I played a lot with the mini and use right. the mini a lot. Right. Um, because friends have it. And I just find that it's, it's just the smaller size of everything just doesn't make that much of a difference. You know, the smaller, just everything's kind of shrunk. And I would, like I, I would imagine with the retina display, it just it makes it pop that much more. I think so. I'm yeah. going to have to, you know, I haven't actually looked at it. I don't know if, how many people have, because I guess it's coming out in November. Yeah. But, um, but I am going to check it out, seriously check it out at the, at the store, because I think it's something perhaps worth getting. Mm, interesting. I'm looking at uh, capacity and prices on the website because uh, the information that, that I had didn't have it readily available uh but uh that also goes up to 128 gigs which is yeah. which is pretty nifty in such a small little thing yeah so let me say i'm gonna look at look at their pricing yeah i'll tell you what what, what what's just offhand at mini with retinas will start at 399 so uh whereas the full-size ipad starts at 500 this will be 399 yeah, and uh, of course Keith will share with us uh, how it goes up from there. 
yeah, it says hundred dollars each. Each doubling of the memory is hundred dollars more, so it's four ninety nine for the thirty two gig. The the sixty four gigabyte is five ninety nine, and the one twenty eight is six ninety nine. So I might get the one twenty eight gigabyte. That looks now. Like that, now now that's for Wi Fi only. Is that correct? Yeah, and honestly, I just I don't think I really need the non Wi Fi version. Right. I I you know I don't know. Are are folks uh uh buying the uh the cellular version as well or 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 have you heard i i haven't really heard a lot of people buying that maybe first generation yeah i think it's so nifty i think if they don't have tethering activated on their phones then it might be worth it because you can you can use the you can use the ipad when you're not near a wi-fi network right you know if you're out in the wild somewhere yep um, but for me, there's, there's absolutely no reason for me to have, uh, any kind of 3g or 4g, a cellular right. iPad. It just doesn't make sense because I always have right. my iPhone with me and I have unlimited tethering with it. Right. So, you know, I just turn the hotspot on on my iPhone and then my iPad sees it Yep. and there that's it or my computer sees it or whatever needs to use Wi-Fi. Yep. So yep. for me, no, I would, I wouldn't get it, but some people do. Yeah. They don't have that tethering. Well, you know, what's nice about the iPad mini is that uh, it also is getting the A7 same thing as on the uh, iPhone 5S and the new iPad Air. So uh, that'll make it up to four times faster in uh, CPU tasks and uh, supposedly eight times faster in graphic tasks. So uh, that I, I, I think what you're saying is pretty right. And like if you're a consumer like yourself, Maybe looking at paring down a little bit, getting a, a, a little bit smaller so it gets easier to carry. Uh, this might be uh, this might be the iPad for you. It might be. It might be. Well, when it comes out, I'm going to check it out in the stores and and see and see. But yeah, it might be the the one that I take around with me. Uh, you know, just put it, you know, just take it with me wherever I go, yeah. as if I wanted just a little bit bigger right. uh, computer or, at, or tablet. At yeah. this time, it looks as if the iPad Air and the iPad Mini will not come out at the exact same time. Uh, it looks as if the Air, the iPad Air, is going to come out almost guaranteed the 1st of November, mm-hmm. and uh, the iPad Mini will be maybe a little bit later in November, but nonetheless, all just in time for the holiday season <laughs> so that uh, people can be killed local uh hi-fi store to uh purchase these things so trampled uh, right <laughs> trampled like a who concert in ohio <laughs> uh you know i was actually i was actually in line on the very first day that that the iphone the very first iphone came out oh really yeah that's that's so sad i know that <laughs> But it was kind of a line. Did you wait? How, how how long of a line did you wait in? For it wasn't. That? It wasn't bad. I actually wasn't waiting at the Apple Store. I think if I was waiting at the Apple Store, it'd be crazy. I actually waited in an AT and T store. Oh, okay. Yeah, and but what happened was, um, uh, they didn't. By the time I got there, they didn't have the one I wanted, which was the higher, like the larger memory one. Which I think, I think back then it was only four. This is how far back it was. It was only four and eight gigabytes. Wow. That was, those are the two models. <laughs> wow that that was it back then huh yeah and wow. so they didn't have any they didn't have any of the eight so i got the four Ooh. and uh you, you must and then actually throw that I, right I, in the garbage can as soon as you got it well they had a return policy so i returned it when and got the eight 
like a couple weeks later. <laughs> so I got to play with it at least. I wasn't disappointed. Got to walk out with an iPhone. It, it did uh, when you first touched it. Sorry, what? You loved it when you first touched it. I loved it. I just it was, it was just the most amazing thing. Of course, now it looks like a, a like a <laughs> like an Edsel. <laughs> I still have them, but it's like uh, this is so crude. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's so great. <laughs> and back then it was amazing. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So uh, okay, um, that, that, that's that's very good. Well, uh, so so you will definitely play around with the iPad Mini, yeah. and uh, and uh, maybe uh, in an upcoming uh, Tech Move episode, we will be reviewing the iPad Mini because Keith will <laughs> undoubtedly have one in his hands. So, um, let's continue forth with uh, other announcements that they made. They also announced seemed to be a very nice MacBook Pro and MacBook Pro with Retina display. Uh, yes. I, I guess they're uh, they brought out two different ones, huh? Yep, they came out with two different uh, models, I guess. Yeah, and I, and I'm trying to figure out the difference between the two, between the Retina and the normal. Because you got to imagine that the normal one looks good, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I've heard I've heard some issues with the with the retina that that in some cases it kind of makes this thing the thing slower because it's trying to draw the screen. So, oh, really? So, so many pixels to draw mm-hmm. as opposed to the lower one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but uh, but I you know I what do you think of the retina aspect of the MacBook Pro? <sighs> you know, my feeling on it is that I I I don't really have any opinion on it I, I i think it's kind of like a nice gimmicky kind of feel and i kind of thought it was kind of even silly to to do it or make a big to do about it with the iphones because the smaller the display the better it's going to look isn't it i mean it, well i think that i think the issue is that you just at normal viewing distances you can't see the pixels like you just can't see the dots that's that's why they call it retina well, uh, yes and and because i do tie my iPad to my face, I'm very displeased with my retina display because I can actually see that because I'm, I, again, wearing it like a Batman mask. That's like so, one inch away from your eyeball. Yeah, it's so, you know, it's like, ooh, he's got a retina. I mean, okay, great. Fantastic. You know, maybe the lasers can render me blind because it's so darn clear. I don't know. Okay, great. Fantastic. But look at this. Look at this, Keith. I mean, they're saying that, okay, the, the MacBook Pro and the MacBook Pro with Retina, uh, is the pricing on it is going to be uh, uh, $1,299 for the Pro. And then with the Retina, it's going to be $1,999. So $1,300 or $2,000 just for <laughs> Retina. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 you know, I don't know. Some people are gonna. I guess. Oh, I'm a photographer. I need that. Yeah. So the the Mac, the only MacBook Pro that isn't isn't Retina is the 13 inch one of the 13 yes. inch, and it's 11.99, and it it looks like the specs are not bad. Pretty similar to the, actually, they're it's actually a little bit faster than the the low end of the Retina ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. It looks like the equivalent 
so really, it looks like you're paying for almost, you're paying about maybe $300 more to get the equivalent at Retina, looks like. Yeah. Or something something similar to that. Because you're getting, a, in the non-Retina one, you're getting the 2.5 gig i5. And you're getting turbo boost up to 3.1 gigahertz. And you don't even get that turbo boost thing turbo boost thing until you get up to the 1799 version wow. so wow but you know what's different too is that the 13 inch uh, non-retina doesn't have ssd in it or at least it doesn't have it in the low-end model oh is that so that's right? why yeah so that's why it's also cheaper it's got a 5400 rpm hard drive so you're looking at a pretty pokey computer here oh oh is that what it is so it's old school uh hard drive huh yeah and 5400 rpm drive is really slow yeah that's, that, that's not ex- extremely fast yeah i mean i i i think i have used well I, I i i've pretty much upgraded almost all my macbook pros to the ssd but i do have one with a with a 72 100 RPM yes. hard drive in it still. I think it came with a 54 and it was just so slow I had to switch it. But um, it, it's pretty slow booting and launching apps and things like that. So yeah. it changes the experience quite a bit. You know, w- one thing they they were kind of touting all throughout the event was the 802.11ac Wi-Fi that right. uh, is in a lot of the new machines now. Right. Uh, real quickly... How much better is the 802.11ac? Have you have you experienced it yet? Uh, I don't have anything that I don't think I have anything that uses that. Me but, neither. Yeah, but I guess it's faster. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I'm just wondering how much though. You know the way they were promoting it, it during the event. It 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 you know the, the they made it sound as a oh you know it's got 802.11ac and. Uh, yeah. You know, it's supposed to be super fantastic. So, okay, well, we'll 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 find out, I guess. I'm looking at a little chart right now. So, the last generation of of Wi-Fi was 802.11n, mm-hmm, right? And supposedly that's 450 megabits per second. Okay. The 802.11ac is 1300 megabits per second. Oh so wow! It's, so that's yeah. significantly faster if that is the case. Yeah, it's like. Wow three times as fast what is ethernet so, uh ethernet can be gigabyte ethernet could be like a thousand mm-hmm. well so that's pretty good then huh yeah could be good yeah could be no oh, all right well yeah we will reserve judgment on that uh okay well and then you know what was a terrific announcement but I don't want you to say anything about it yet Keith because we're going to touch on this as our crescendo of this segment and that was they announced a new Mac Pro. Well, I can't, actually, I can't. they added more information about it, shall we say. <laughs> they announced more information. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's what it really was, right? I mean, like, you know, during the last one, oh, they had the nice picture and stuff like that of the of the garbage can. And then uh, and now they're showing a little bit more. I guess they thought about a little more what they wanted to put into it in order to charge that kind of price. Uh, anyway, let's touch on that afterwards as our... Uh, again, our big crescendo of this uh, of this terrific segment, and move now to the announcement and launch and launch, ladies and gentlemen, of OS X Mavericks, the new operating system 
uh, for the Mac. And uh, th- not only did they talk about it and and uh, and do demos of it and all this kind of great stuff, but it was also available on the day of the event and is currently, as we speak right now, available for download and most importantly for free yes. and everyone loves that term especially me so right. uh uh mavericks is out there keith yes it's out there and, and uh what are you gonna do uh <laughs> i'm gonna install it on a lesser a less important computer yeah. first. okay okay and uh and i've actually been working with a developer version of it a little bit for you know since it came out six months ago at the developer conference, but, um, but, uh, I am not going to install it on it in my production machines, you know, until, until when, you know, when, when you do stuff like that, when's a safe time for you? Are you, are you waiting for at least its first patch update? Are you waiting for, you know, version, you know, what, what, what are you looking for? Um, I think when when the next um you know when the Ocean Beach Mac OS Ocean Beach version comes out <laughs> I'll probably upgrade to Mavericks right cuz everybody knows that's going to be the next the next version right. of <laughs> Not quite as exciting right <laughs> For those Ocean Beach is the beach that we have out near San Francisco right just for just so people know what I'm talking That's about. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the waves aren't as high. Right. 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 <laughs> well, uh, uh, I, you know, all kinds of uh, technical stuff like that. I don't right. know. Are, are are you falling for it or 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 what? Uh, well, I'm sure that when I actually install it, I'm gonna like it. I've yeah. I've seen I've I've used a little a little bit of it, and I think some of the features could be really really useful, like. The um, shared the iCloud keychain, um, I, I think. What do they call it? Um, is it even here? I don't think so. You know what I'm talking about, Rod? Yeah, I I, I do, but I don't remember what it. I don't okay. remember what they call it. Let me just. You yeah. know, funny you mentioned that because, like, I was thinking about like the thing I have, uh, um, you know, on the new iOS seven, like that passbook thing. Mm-hmm. That that seems to be I don't know it, it kind of seems to be coming and going. Nobody's really talking about that, and the, this yeah. keychain thing kind of like is along that same kind of line. It's that all in one place where you stuff and right. uh, you know, and you can access it from any uh, uh, OS pro uh, Mac OS product or iOS product, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a shared keychain that uses your iCloud account to synchronize all your keychains between your your different uh, devices, your different Apple devices. Um, so what it means is you can have a really secure uh, keychain, really secure password for various sites, and they can be unique and be pretty hard to break into. But you don't have to uh, like write them down or memorize them or or use other third party apps to store them on your devices you can use iCloud so I'm kind of excited about that because I think that that's just going to make things a little bit easier but there's there's other apps that do that now like 1Password and a few others um, that that I I do use uh, in some cases but some cases I don't because they're not as convenient so I'm hoping that this is going to just 
make using more secure passwords even more convenient. I think that that would be good. Yeah, if if they can get it right, and uh, I think that could be very, very useful. Yeah, and I think that there's just updates to the Finder that make finding things um, better and faster. Um, I think there's some support for better hardware, like having two full-screen apps on dual monitors. I think this dual monitor support is better. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this it it. There was one thing that macOS was kind of bad at, which was um, 10-bit um, video card support. Mm. Let me see if Mavericks has it. Now, this is actually pretty cool news for me. Um, because, um, so I'm, I'm just going to talk about the difference between 8-bit color and 10-bit color. Sure. Well, just imagine you have, a, and you probably have seen this when you've watched Netflix or stuff that's kind of compressed on TV, or even sometimes even Blu-rays or, or lesser compressed stuff. You'll notice in a graduated color like a blue sky you know that when you look at a blue sky in real life it's kind of graduated from a deeper blue to a lighter blue correct and that's a very gradual graduation um and it's over a large area so um there actually are a lot of different levels of that blue color in that sky depending on where it is where you're looking at and in the case of uh, 8-bit color you can really see banding between um you know the bluest part and the lightest part You'll actually see bands like like a rainbow, even though even though it wasn't there in real life when it's depicted in an eight bit system. I've seen like that. Use, yeah. yeah. So and it's really bad sometimes with heavily compressed stuff. Like even stuff that isn't that finely graduated, you can still see banding. And and so what professional colorists do uh, is they usually use uh, special video cards and special um, software to drive those cards, and then they have special monitors that accept the output from that card that's actually in 10 bit color. So instead of having eight bits per color, uh, red, green, green, and blue, it has 10 bits per color. So it's instead of being a 24 bit output, it's a 30 bit output. And just adding those two bits to the data makes it many, many, many more combinations of colors. So in the case of uh, eight bit color, you'll have 256 levels of potential luminance per color. And in the case of of uh, 10 bit, you'll have 1024. So it's a lot more possible levels. And then if you com- combine that red, green, and blue, it's a lot of different possible color combinations, like millions. So really, uh, that's actually kind of cool for me because then I can use my 10 bit video card and then just send send it through HDMI and have it go through a 10 bit monitor and get that that 10 bit output from Mavericks. So I can I can have even more color uh, color correction accuracy. Well, not so fast there, Buster Brown. What if what? you get that Mac Pro that we're going to be touching <laughs> on very shortly? But don't say anything. Maybe we can touch on that when we get there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure if the cards that are in there are 10 bit or not. I assume they are, but maybe they're not. And you know, so the great thing about Mavericks is that uh, it, when they announced it, it's available for download and it's free. And uh, so anybody can download their copy and install it today. I know people who have uh, done that and uh, and been with it. I myself still suffer from a smart error uh, <laughs> installing Mountain Lion. And so I am rendered worthless when it comes to trying to update. So until I make a major overhaul of my current system, I won't be able to install Mavericks. Thank you. Very much. Let's move quickly now. Because 
I am going to go ape, ladies and gentlemen, ape. Uh, they also announced a bunch of uh, new apps, uh, especially uh, the iLife and the iWork uh, suites there. Uh, iLife, uh, you know, they were talking about the big deal that they talked about there. Well, you know, it was about everything, but mostly about GarageBand. Did you see that, Keith? Yeah, it has a, a real drummer. They, they must be crowding for space, all those guys in there, but... Uh, <laughs> Hopefully they're getting union wages. Right. <laughs> exactly. So I, you know, the demo they made w- was kind of neat and stuff like that. But uh, you know, G- GarageBand is GarageBand, and uh, a lot of pro composers use Logic. They're going to use an Apple app, and I guess Logic was upgraded pretty recently. So yeah, I don't have that version yet, but I'm probably going to get it soon. It's not that expensive. You you um, know you know what would be interesting if GarageBand actually worked for us in recording the podcast. Remember how we. <laughs> Uh, during the first uh, incarnation of GarageBand, and it was just a disaster. It's not going to work for us, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, can guarantee I agree. It. I agree. It won't work. But but actually, we do use GarageBand a little bit in in putting together the very final like stuff with all the 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 graphics and stuff like that 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 gets played uh, through the Apple devices. Oh, right. With with the AAC file. Yeah. Well, so it's kind of, kind of used, but hopefully, and I've heard actually it's kind of different, so it's probably just going to screw up everything, right. <laughs> the new version. <laughs> right. I probably won't switch. So, you, that so you thought it took as long to get out an episode, wait until this one comes out. <laughs> uh, they also announced iWork, uh, which right. is the, uh, uh, which is the kind of like the, what, the Apple version of Microsoft Office? It is. It's the app. It's the nice looking, elegant version of Microsoft Office. <laughs> Spoken like a true Apple fan. That's that's great. Yeah. And they did a nice little uh, demo of, uh, I think it was Pages. And it looked really uh-huh. neat. It, it, it did look really good. Yeah. It's, it, they're, they're really good at making stuff uh, very nice looking without being too busy. Right. And uh, some of their apps, like, like I, I actually don't use the, I work apps very much. Like I don't use, I, cause I'm just so good at the Excel at the um, Microsoft stuff like Excel and word. Right. But when I do use it, I'm really pleased with, with how easy they are to use. And they really get, they really start you out with a lot of good stuff. They give you templates and things to do like stuff that most people do all the time, very easily. Right. Um, and then with keynote, I find keynote to be amazing. It's actually so much better than PowerPoint. in in so many ways you can do stuff so much easier and it looks so much nicer and it's quicker. Uh, yeah. But again, no, not that many pe- people use it in the in the business world, so you don't get a lot of Keynote stuff things sent to you. But if I'm generating my own, I want to do it really fast. I'll use Keynote. Yeah, their demo of Keynote was very nice too. So yeah, yeah, I love it because you can embed video in it and it works really well. And a lot of people just use it. Like I used it once um, to uh, for for actually projecting a film that had a bunch of different films in it. I just used I just put the the video inside of keynote and just advanced advanced them like i was advancing slides oh nice and it made queuing them up and everything really easy that's very so it has some use in video well uh the two things i life and i work were also available at the uh at the time of the announcement uh although i have to admit ladies and gentlemen that we're a little bit perplexed as far as the pricing goes um, it is free. Well, I guess my question is, how do you actually get it? Do you get it on the app store now only, or can you get it? Cause I think I actually bought iLife before the app store is around. <laughs> I got GarageBand off iLife. <laughs> right. 
All right. Well, uh, so th- those are the apps that were uh, that were introduced, and uh, let's finish up our little discussion right now with the uh, reintroduction of the Mac Pro. We've got a little bit more information on it. Uh, they're they're giving us a little bit more uh, solid info of what the final product is going to look like. A little bit, very, very, very little. I mean. Pretty you, much, you, you thought exactly. it was little. You thought it was little. Well, the only thing that they announced was that it would be available this year, <laughs> and that the the lowest price model was going to be three thousand dollars. Right. <laughs> I don't think they announced anything else, did uh, they? Uh, it, it just made it sound like it was a brand new announcement. You know, uh, I, I think you may be right, though. They 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 gave us at least the date of December. Yeah, that was pretty much it, and we knew that it was going to be around three thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, I would have hoped that the the cheapest model is going to be like twenty five, like they used to be. Right. But so now we know that probably the the one that I would get if I were to get one is going to be the five thousand dollar one or more. So absolutely, so, could, absolutely. They, but they could have said that. They yeah. could have said it's going to. They could have given us the pricing on the rest of the models because I would say that most pros are going to get the higher end models. The one that you know they say, they say that the 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 Mac Pro is going to have a twelve core, right? Up to twelve cores, but they don't give us the price, right? So I don't know. I I feel like, you know, when are we going to find this out? Uh, so we can budget. You know, with with, with with the initial announcement of the 3.7 quad-core Xenon and the 12 gigs of RAM, dual Fire Pro D300s, and a 256 gigabyte SSD, you know, that, for 3000 bucks, that doesn't really sound like a whole lot to me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, that, that, that doesn't sound like a whole heck of a lot. <laughs> Am I wrong or what? Well, I don't know if you're wrong. It doesn't. It's not super expensive. It's it like you if you put together a PC with this stuff in it with yeah. this with this spec, it'd probably be like two thousand dollars. So it's not like you're you're paying double. Um, you're probably actually probably be a little more than two thousand because I spec right. something like this on a PC, um, for about three right before. So the problem is you don't get any slots. Yeah, there's no there's so you're going to have to and this is the whole thing we talked about before with the Mac Pro, which is if you have any kind of expansion cards or anything, you they're kind of useless unless you get a, get a PCI expansion uh, unit. Right. Then plug in the Thunderbolt to PCI expansion thing. So that's right. like another $1000 more, you know, and more stuff to get and then you of course have to get more external hard drives like right now I have I have a really nice, I have all my bays filled up in my Mac Pro, all four bays with with four terabyte drives in each one. Yeah. And so that's, you know, that's 16 terabytes of space. Where am I going to put that? I'm going to have to put that in an external drive. Right, right. And external well, And also, no, I, I think another big deal that they were talking about was how it's so whisper quiet. It's whisper <laughs> quiet, Right. So yeah. whisper quiet. <laughs> you could, you know, uh, recording studios are going to have it right in the same uh, vocal booth as, yeah. as as a vocalist because it's so quiet in there. You know, <laughs> I, I, I just love that. <laughs> Can we have the Mac Pro sound effect, please? <laughs> it's like, I don't hear anything. Because <laughs> it doesn't work. 
this is not working. Uh, yeah. Well, the quietness, I don't mind. No, that'll uh, be great. I, I, yeah. I think it's going to be great. But when that, that's like one of the main features, I don't know. You know, yeah. it, it better be with all the flash. You know, all the SSD and nothing <laughs> yeah. moving in there. I mean, there's it, nothing. There's nothing the moving thing, in there. Yeah, except for the fan, right. which is quiet. Right, right. It's quiet. Whisper quiet. Well, we'll you know, see. it's not even a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I hope they actually announce the prices before it actually comes out. That would yeah. be kind of nice, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, you know, I, I may, may, may eventually get one. I'm gonna have to look at the specs when they come out. You know, oh, benchmarks. Yeah. Obviously, that's that's going to be the, the 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 big deal is to find out when uh, uh, you know what what that is and, and uh, you know what what the true uh, packages that you can get and how much that's going to be and stuff like that. Right, right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Tech Move. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we want to remind you to be on the lookout for our next episode where we're going to be having what we call an all-geek episode, where we are going to have a discussion, a kind of a deep discussion, if you will, something we call technology versus humanity. It's going to be a mind-provoking or mind-numbing discussion. You be the judge. We've got that and a lot more on our next episode. So for my partner, Keith Moreau, I am Rod Louie. Thank you for joining us again here on Tech Move. Tech Move.